What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 77 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Collier Jr. With me as always is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, it's a new year and it's a new NWA TNA. It's 2004 Ultimate X numero two or dos for my Spanish speaking friends. Are we fucking excited for a new year? Jeff Jarrett trying to recruit as many people as he can. To join his coalition to control the company with Don Callis. Are you gonna join? Or would would you join or no? Uh if it's either if I have to join or just get beat up every week, I'd probably join. Oh, so you but, want to yourself. You just pick screw it. No, I would just I'd be like, yeah, I'll I'll join you. Well, I'd have to know like what like Je- like Je- Jeff, can you give me some details on what's going on here? And then if he's like, hey. There's going to be a big payday. We're going to have a big three-hour show. It's going to go down on this day. I'll be like, okay, listen, Jeff, that's not going to happen. We did went through that last year. It got canceled. It, it just isn't going to work. Okay, I'm going to join the NWA team so we can bring back uh, 60-year-old legends, You know, maybe even older sometimes, depending. Generally, once they bring those legends back, they die a couple months later. It seems to be the trend. So, okay. so it's either I join – inside in the nwa and then you have like three young people like america's most wanted and aj styles or i joined jeff jarrett who have like all the biggest guys in the company like the red shirt security abyss and jeff jarrett himself so i don't know i think it's an easy choice really i think my choice would be i would just quit oh so you think you're gonna get that developmental deal i mean to be fair you know, no, I'll, just work, about it. I'll just work the indies no, you don't need to, Bob, because we, we talked about this last week on our 2003 Year in Review episode, but OVW, pretty fucking popular, man. Oh, that's true. Yeah, top six of the so, uh, best promotions going. OVW is apparently better than New Japan Professional Wrestling right? in 2003, at least according to the Observer Newsletter Awards, which, like I said, we talked about that on our episode last week, but... Uh, to answer more of your question, Bob, I am excited about 2004. I think we've said it at um, nauseum at this point, but I can't fucking wait to watch this this year. Now, I think it's going to be similar to last year where I believe probably, I bet you this first month is going to still feel very much like what we've been watching. I'm not expecting anything mind-blowing on this episode we're about to watch, January 7th, 2004. But once we hit, we got to hit that transition. And last year's transition, I believe, happened when Raven came to the company and shit changed. So I think we are going to need that transition. And it's really going to be uh, exciting because I haven't seen realistically full shows at all from 2004 that I'm aware of. Some very similar to 2003. I've seen bits and pieces. I know of one major thing that happens. And. 
that's kind of it. Well, two if you count what happens later in the year when we we've talked about it already. But you know, we kind of we kind of start splitting our time and that, all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, and the one thing that you thought, well, the one thing that you know you thought happened in two thousand three. Right, right. Which is I said it, and you were like, uh, Dallas said so in two thousand four, and I was like, <laughs> oh no. So, and that's where I I knew I fucked up. I knew my timeline was totally screwed up. But that's that's what you get for really at your disposal. At least years ago, today's different. You only ha- I only had so much. I only have compilation DVDs, or you know, they didn't release the Asylum years in uh, episodic order until the Impact Plus app, really. Right. So, how how did I know? You could have told me Raven got his head shaved in two thousand four, and I wouldn't have known any different. Oh yeah, why not? You know, that sounds right. Yeah, you wouldn't even bother researching. You would just trust it. I trust it. Yeah. Yeah, you probably trust all politicians too, don't you? No, and we're not talking politics on the show, but we're talking about wrestling. Which I want to talk. Turn... Let's talk about the twenty twenty four election. I think that. <laughs> Wait, no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> what the fuck? Why, the why fuck? are you thinking about it? Actually, there is some level of uh, an election going on if you kind of think about it. They're politicking, Mr. Don Callis and Eric Watts. For well, that's a good controlling point, interest of uh, NWA TNA. Right, that is one of the things that we have going on right now, um, as well as like the, you mentioned already the Jared stuff of who's going to join him and stuff, and that's like probably the biggest thing going on. Uh, but I'm going to have you. We'll touch on that a bit in our notes. There's actually a pretty interesting note about that whole situation. Uh, what what else do we have going on? Raven, they're slowly, slowly building him to fight Jared again, except last week, and we'll talk about it again in a minute, but the gathering, not last week, two, two tech, well, technically, what, three weeks ago, technically, yeah. uh, the gathering turned on him. Yeah, that no good Julio De Niro and CM Punk, those bastards, they those, turned on. Those sons of bitches. Turn on your leader. Uh, I meant to. I think I meant to ask you this at the, our year in review. Kind of like, what could we maybe expect in two thousand four? As like a viewer watching right. it for the first time. Is it From first the, with like with the mindset of like we've never seen what's going on? What we think as a viewer, like that's what that's what I what I like to do on this show. Is like I use. So you're I like to go back in time in my brain and be like, I've never seen this stuff. Right. As a so, viewer, what what I what would I think could potentially be going on? In 2004. Like, if you were a viewer, how we're watching this. Like, we watched 2003, you watched 2002. What do I expect? Or if you're a new-time viewer? No, like, like we followed it. Okay. I actually thought about this as well. Um, actually, not long after we finished recording that episode, I was like, oh, we didn't really kind of talk about what we have to look forward to. And I, I, I'm going to have to say I, I got to blame it on them because they kind of haven't given us a lot to look forward to. Um, so I do think that um, maybe that's why it kind of slipped our minds. But um, for me, I really want to see want and hope, is, I guess, two different things. I really want the X Division to, like, feel important again. Right. Because, yeah. honestly, this might this might be overshooting it, but I feel like it hasn't been, like, super important since 2002. Um. I, you know what? I tend to agree with you with that. And I think that the decline of it started when Siaki became champion. 
Uh, and I hate to say that, but I and I'm I a Siaki fan. Right, right. I but think I it just, just kind of killed it killed the momentum of like having crazy matches like yeah. every show. Yeah. It didn't it didn't he didn't fit the style of what we've grown to kind of expect. Right. And I think I think there's a good chance that we will see that rise again. I mean, we're already on the first show going to see the second Ultimate X match, which is I think a pretty smart move to get people who want to tune back in or tune in for the first time if you missed the other one. Um also I th- I'd say, I don't know for sure, I think you kind of mentioned some stuff, I guess, maybe about it, but uh, I would assume we're going to see another Super X Cup or something along those lines where, yeah. you know, bringing in X Division talent, cruiserweight talent. Uh, so I think th- those are positives. Um, although I, I would really like if they do another Super X Cup, I'd like it to not just be like a random like show. I'd like something involved as far as like maybe a qualifying matches to like get in or like s- smaller stories that like an actual backstory not just abruptly like hey by the way here's team canada right that's i don't like this year's was fun it was it was fun matches but it felt like why do i have to care about this like what's what's there to care about the only thing they kind of helped is i think there was some michael shane and like um chris saban stuff going on and that kind of was like our quote like a story going on but like it didn't really mean a lot. Um, I mean, really, besides that, like, we just really need to build new... We need new challengers for Jarrett and hopefully someone who can beat Jarrett <laughs> because that, that I think, uh, is the dark cloud that is going to be over our heads for a lot of 2004. Uh, yeah, I mean, as I stated with the last show in 2003, like, we got nobody. We potentially... Uh, maybe a slow build here for Chris Harris because when he got handcuffed in the corner... Right. That might have been a tease, but we could have potentially have had at least three challengers <clears throat> for Jared starting in 2004, and we've actually kind of ended up with zero. Um, but I guess my main question, <clears throat> because it kind of seemed like it might be the a direction they're going in, even with the uh, heel turn by Punk and De Niro, but as a, I guess for really for you as a first time a viewer of 2004. Even if with the following of 2002, 2003, mm-hmm. would you think that at some point here in 2004, Raven would win the NWA world title? My gut wants to say I would, I would think there's still a chance, but we've certain we've missed the boat. I mean, we missed, we missed our peak and then he's dipped extremely like since then, as far as a contender for the title. Yeah, but I don't think that Raven's the kind of guy who, if you uh, you know you have him feuding with red shirt security members, I don't think that you can't not build him back up. Like I think I think it can be done. Would you maybe do something similar? And I, to be honest with you, Vince Russo, the one of the I guess the lead writer for NWA TNA at this point has had a tendency of like repeating storylines and repeating characters with different people, you know, right. for instance, like an example would be like chronic and WCW was very similar to what APA was, et cetera, you know, stuff like that. Oh, wow. But, That's a really good point. But would you maybe think that one of the main, maybe a major storyline here could be that uh, Raven would be like sting and have to go through Jared's like coalition of men, which would be like the NWO before he gets to Hogan. The Hogan being Jared. I wouldn't, you know what? 
I don't think I'd hate that. It Why? writes itself, and you probably get maybe a couple of months of time before you have to get to Raven Jarrett. Right, and I don't, I don't hate that. And I was going to say as well, um, Raven winning the NWA title, I think can happen on one. There's one right way to do this. You fucked up once. You fucked up in April last year. So there's one way to do this right, and it's, it's not just Raven gets the belt in general. He has to beat Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Has to. And in fact, I think he's been screwed so much, he deserves a fucking clean win over Jeff Jarrett. I agree with that. Um, if if Jarrett loses it to someone and then Raven got it, that's, I don't know, that would leave a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, because like as we've been saying, the climax really for the story was the April 30th, 2003 show where Raven didn't win. But even on the Valley Down, he could have won it in the triple threat match between exactly. Styles, Jarrett, and Raven. And they didn't even do it then. So then right. it continues to plummet. Yeah, and it, there, there's a point where the chase is no longer chase, and then it's just like, okay, we know he's not going to win the title now. Right. And so I think that pulling him away from the title picture for a while is how we can easily kind of get him back into it or build back up to it and it not feel as like, oh, Raven's definitely not going to win this time. So I think there's I think there's a way that we can get him to work his way back up there. And really, I mean... He's been he has been feuding with a lot of the guys who are now aligned with Jarrett. So you might it's it essentially it's you know it's kind of continuing what he's kind of been doing with the gathering, except now they're kind of in his way. So I think that there is, yeah. I think you could work that way and certainly work up that way. And I I'd be fine with that. I think I would uh, avoid putting him in a title match unless I'm having him win. I think at this point, yeah. I don't think you can really go back. I mean, because he, I believe he even lost to Styles in a singles match, correct? For the title in 2003? Ooh, you might be right about that. I think he did. Pissed my memory, but. I can look it up real quick, too, but I'm pretty sure. No, I think you might be right about that. That he, he even failed in that regard, too, so. I don't know. We'll, uh. We'll see what happens. We'll guess, see but. as we continue. Yeah, we'll see as we continue on here in uh, 2004. Yeah, and I think there's gonna be a lot to look forward to, and I think it's, I think another exciting thing is gonna be just like 2003. I think it's gonna be fun to see all the new faces who come in, and kind of get involved with the company because there's plenty of people who probably are gonna be coming in in 2004 who will end up being mainstays or come back in 2004 is even a better sure. way to say it. So I think it's gonna be really exciting to see as well. Uh, yes, he did. In fact, on August 27th, Raven lost to AJ Styles in a singles match for the NWA yeah. world title. Yeah, that sucks. So, you know what? That. Raven, you're still one of my favorites. And, uh, you're pretty awesome. Yeah. So. so, I don't know. I don't even care. He can lose every match, and I still like him. I'm sure you would. I would. And he was very nice to me when I met him 10 years ago. So, <laughs> probably because you were wearing a shirt. I was wearing his TNA 2005 shirt. Oh, there you go. Um, and I still have it, and I like it, but I don't really wear it anymore. I'm not surprised. I'm gonna break it out next time me and Bob go to a wrestling show. I think. I'm not gonna go with you then. 
Oh, little does Bob know we're going to one this weekend. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so <laughs> okay. Uh, let's let's dive into some notes. Oh, there Luckily, is one, isn't there? The uh, Excite Show. Bob, no, that happened in December. We're in. This is January seventh. Oh, right. Yeah, we're not. Shit. Sorry. Go ahead. There's probably another one, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Happy New Year. So let's talk about some notes from last week's show. And then we have a little bit to catch up on. But shockingly, I would say as far as the amount of notes, this is no more than any other week. Whereas last year, we did have significantly more to catch up on, I think. So it's kind of a nice uh, breath of fresh air. And of course, tying him into the show, it's going to be it's going to be seamless. It's going to be great. But first, let's get through the pre-show notes. So we had the return of Sting last week, which brought a crowd of about 1150. Although Dave says that it was more of an increase in freebies coming to see Sting as the early lines were three times as long for freebies as the paid line. So figure uh, paid around 300 out of the 1150. That's incredible. You know, I th- weren't they getting rid of the freebies? They tried that once, and I think that the attendance got so low that they were like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, it's probably but, like 600 or something. But then they also started letting people who pay in first as far as like GA and stuff. So you got to kind of pick your better seats if you wanted. Right. And what is it also like they were doing like, you know, dark matches and like you'd see like explosion or something. Right. So then you, those people would also see the other matches as well. Yeah. Which is honestly enough for me to be like, yeah, we should probably just pay to go in. Right. Extra I, matches. I, would, I mean, it's like 20 bucks. I mean, give me a break. Right. Well, yeah. You're like, we. Uh, so me and Bob gave that show a thumbs up. We like it was a it was a pretty damn good show. Um, yeah, it really was. So Bob, what do you think the readers of the Observer thought about that show as well? <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna say they went with an overwhelming thumbs up. Well, you would be oh oh he had a typo. It's a typo. I almost fucked up because of Dave's typos. Uh, I believe it is supposed to be 74.5% thumbs up, 13.7% thumbs down, and 11.8% thumbs in the middle. But he has it written thumbs down and then down again. So I believe it's thumbs up is the majority, the way it's written, though. Um, And you know what? We didn't run over the card. So before you guess the best match, let me do a really quick rundown of the card from last week. Uh, we had Sting defeating Jeff Jarrett in the opening match, which was insane. Christopher Daniels defeating Chris Sabin. America's Most Wanted defeating David Young and Glenn Gilberti in the Nashville Street Fight. Johnny Swinger and Simon Diamond defeated AJ Styles and D'Lo Brown, and the winner gets their Wish tag team match, so they now get a shot at the NWA tag team titles again. Michael Shane defeated Loki to retain the X Division title. And then in the main event, there is the six-man tag team cage match where Abyss, Northcutt, and Legend defeated The Gathering and Raven, and that is where The Gathering turned on our buddy Raven. So what do you think out of those got voted on as the best match? I'm going to say the Nashville Street Fight. No, that was not it, actually. Damn it. Not the the cage match. No. Saban and Daniels? Nope, that was second. Uh, Shane and Loki? Shane and Loki, man. Really? Yeah. Yep, and Daniels and Saban were in second place. Now, what about the worst match? Uh, Styles and D'Lo against Swinger and Diamond. 
Nope, that's in third, second place. Sting and Jarrett. That is in third place. <laughs> the Nashville Street Fight? Nope, that's not on here. The cage match? The cage match. Wow. Wow, okay. Those were, those were all... Uh, I can I can see why. I mean, you got six guys in one cage. It's it was a clusterfuck. It was, yeah, and was. honestly, I was kind of not that I I didn't think it was awful, but by that time I was like, okay, we should get this over with now. Right. And then the turn happened, and I was like, uh, okay, there, like there. right, right. So, um, as we saw, the show featured a ton of outside interference once again, although they did have less ref bumps. Uh, Dutch Mantel is attempting to book the promotion like IWA, which featured a never-ending gang war with the idea that there was always characters getting ready to switch sides. Pretty interesting, right? So, what, it, Wait, wait, wait. What was that? Dutch Mantel. He's our head writer currently. Right. He is attempting to book this like IWA, featuring this never-ending gang war. See, now when I- you said gang war, I got really nervous about... Like nation of domination against mm. Los Bariquas against the DOA type of gang war. Oh, okay, I understand that. Yeah, but so I think this idea is like kind of having like the factions, which we really we did do in two thousand two. I mean, we had different sides. We had the evil with the new church, the NWA, and then that's true. Sports sex, sex at the end, yeah, right. Um. Uh, so yeah, so the idea that and you never know who's going to switch. Uh, Dave says it worked there, but it's a lot easier to make something work when you've got a television show that draws incredible numbers to get your angles over to buy, to build to buy tickets. Yeah, but I don't know if I would necessarily like constant switching of teams. Like, I agree. Uh, well, I mean, they were kind of even doing that with sex. Like the constant teases of like, oh, are AMW going to split? Or like, what are we going to do? Right. Like, could one week James Storm be part of Jared's coalition, and then the next week he's like, fuck this, but then he goes back, and, like, is that what they're trying to say? I think so. I don't know. I don't like it's that. Kinda, it sounds messy to me. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, it's it's noted that, you know, the, as, as we heard as well, the crowd's been dead for weeks, but they were really into the match with Sting and Sting. So the they were really into the Jared and Sting match and just Sting being there in general, which really shouldn't come as a surprise. Um, it also appears that they are setting up a lot of things, as Dave says, I at least can sense a ton of long-term plans. So this is kind of interesting. This is kind of talking about what, what should we expect kind of going forward. So among them are a Jared Sting NWA title match, is what he thinks something that they're building to, as well as something with Eric Watts and his authority. And Goldilocks turning on Watts because she thinks he's got final authority only to get mad at him when he gets overruled. They've also built for Jarrett versus Raven as a long-term deal, as Raven wants a shot and was about to get it, but then Punk and Nero turned on him in the cage. Um, and then also on that cage, the cage match, Dave says, wasn't good, but the turn was very well done. Uh, what he says he liked about it was that you didn't see it coming, but at the same time, it wasn't done out of the blue as it had been teased for weeks, but then it kind of cooled down so it wasn't on the forefront of anyone's mind. The live crowd was shocked and were actually mad because they were hoping for Raven to beat Jarrett for the title on January 7th, as it was announced, if Raven won, that he'd get the shot on the show. Yeah, I mean, 
I would have had them at least win it, and if you want to do the heels here and they do it, then that's what I said. E- yeah. Even you know what I would even maybe do if you if they want to be late to the party and capitalizing on this Raven Punk thing, why not just have Raven win it and then they turn on him when he's champion and they both like just try to take it off him or something. Why not? Exactly. Why not? You know what I mean? Like something different. But. Uh, and this whole um, turn and everything, it actually is going to be setting up for Raven and a mystery partner. On January 7th against Punk and De Niro. And this is in the December 29th, 2003 Observer. So this is, as it doesn't sound like it's that far away from our show, but as uh, longtime listeners have heard, half the time I have to jump you know, a couple weeks ahead to be able to get the notes for the shows mm-hmm. that we're watching. So it's actually a decent amount um, away. Um, they also set up Ron Killings and BG James defending the tag team titles against Diamond and Swinger on January 7th. So that apparently will be taking place on the show tonight um, because of a Diamond and Swinger winning over Styles and Brown. Uh, they, as we as mentioned already as well, they are doing the Ultimate X, which is the deal where they have the belt hung on some cables above the ring. And the idea is to climb the cables and work your way to the center, center to grab the belt. The first one on August 20th was a unique gimmick and damn good. Michael Shane, who is the longest-running ex-champion in history, puts it up against Christopher Daniels, Chris Sabin, and Loki. And damn, that sounds so good. I can't wait. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good match. I'm really excited about it. Um, he talks about the Michael Shane-Loki match here. So this is kind of interesting. Remember, Bob, there was somewhat of a botched ending to that match. Right. Yep. So listen to this. Uh, the finish looked botched as Loki did a 450 moonsault, but Shane got his knees up and cradled Loki. Loki appeared to kick out. The ref counted to three anyways, and everyone just stood there like something screwed up. Now, apparently, what happened was it wasn't it wasn't the scheduled finish, but Shane's body went numb, uh, and it was a scary night. Apparently, earlier in Explosion, Alter Boy Luke's body went numb, although in both cases it was temporary and both were fine. Uh, since he could hardly move, he called for the finish off that move as an audible. Loki wasn't supposed to lose clean, as Tracy and Shane Douglas were supposed to interfere, which is why he'd have a gripe in being the ultimate X. But stuff happened. Uh, the plan was for Loki to have Tracy up, Shane attack him, and he'd drop Tracy, which would fake blowing out her knee. Loki would be concerned, and then he'd jump, then he'd be jumped, and it would be revealed Tracy's knee was fine. Anyway. After all the mess, she started selling her knee and did a good enough job that I, Dave says, I question whether or not it was legit watching it. And I said the same thing, actually. Yeah, we both did. We were like, oh, she hurt herself. Um, and yeah, and he says, of course, I questioned it because it made no sense in the presentation, although that's nobody's fault because it did make sense the way it was laid out. None of the rest of the stuff happened. So she just stopped selling, got up and walked. It was walking fine and no attention was called to it. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, Elix Skipper has returned. And after signing his new contract, he's back, saying he wants to form Triple X again, but Daniels and Loki want nothing to do with each other. Right, so he's going to do, like, the whole make peace or, you know, try to make peace or whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah, pretty interesting that that actually we had a feeling that was not the correct finish, and it was, in fact, not. No, what really made it obvious to me was when right after the finish, like Douglas came out and it, and he came out looking as if he missed his cue, but in fact it was just everything else went wrong. Audible. Yeah. Um, there's also a note here about Loki. I thought was kind of interesting. So Loki is developing a bad rep for hurting people. 
No kidding with his fucking kicks and shit. Are you kidding me? Well, Saban was bleeding from the mouth, and that isn't the first time that's happened. He works the Japanese style where busting people up is just considered part of the business, and that isn't the case with people here. It's also noted that Antonio Pena is scheduled to come out on January 7th, but if, is anyone could guess if he will actually be here or not? Remember, that relationship between AAA and TNA is starting to get strained a bit. Right. Um, I, I'm just going to tell you this note right now as a tease because I got more on it that we're going to talk about during the show, but there is some talk, Bob, of bringing in the Insane Clown Posse as heels to feud with three life crew. Oh, man. Um, what do you think about that? Obviously, I I can see why. The whole music aspect. I can totally see why they would right. want to do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would... I don't know if I would necessarily hate it. I don't like Three Life Crew. But do you, just, do you like Insane Clown Posse enough to bring them into feud with Three Life Crew? Uh, they certainly don't move the needle for me. So I, I, I guess I'd have to say no. Right. I do like, um, out of the two, Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope, I do like 2 Dope. Which one is he? He's the one that will do like top rope moves. Uh, the oh, skinny yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I like him too more then. Yeah, because uh, I'll be honest with you, I think I, I don't remember the exact match, but I remember watching a Nitro in like 99 and I saw Shaggy 2 Dope do like some crazy move on like Eddie Guerrero or something. And I was like, what the hell? This guy can actually do stuff. <laughs> I was like, OK, I like him. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, you know what? I think they had a good match, a good match for singers, I guess, rappers on uh, Fall Brawl 99. I'm a sucker oh. for that opening match for some reason. Okay, I'll just check that out. <laughs> well, don't check it out because I'm not. I'm not endorsing it. I just said that. Oh I, no, Bob just endorsed it, guys. I'm no, no, out. no. I don't want my credibility to be ruined on a uh, on a fall brawl 1999 show. Yeah, yeah. Opening match. Um. So just a couple notes here about the two shows that just aired. So, uh, if you guys have been following along, me and Bob just did our final WWA bonus episode covering the Reckoning, and that came out on uh, December 24th. So, thank God. And Merry fucking is, Christmas to you guys. Right. Uh, and on that day, it, they were actually airing a Best of the X Division special of 2003. Uh, so, here's what actually went down on that show, Bob. So, I want to know if you'd order this. If you missed the entire year and you missed out on these matches, would you order this show? Okay. I'll, I, can, I'll, I, can, I, can, I can get in that mindset. Go ahead. Right. Uh, so, they were. They counted them down from five to number one. Amazing Red and Jerry Lynn versus Triple X. And we had Hoovy versus Teddy Hart from the X Cup tournament. Chris Sabin and Hoovy from the same tournament. AJ Styles versus Loki for the NWA title. And the Ultimate X between Sabin, Shane, and Frankie Kazarian. And then also on the show, they were going to present the year-end awards for Babe of the Year, Finisher of the Year, X Superstar of the Year, and Match of the Year. And also, according to a press release, quote, rumor... CM Punk has a few words to say about Teddy Hart at some point during the show. Uh-oh. What? That's what that's what's said here. Uh, okay. Uh, that's weird. Uh, I would... Uh, I'm assuming, is this a full-priced... So, I actually... I do not have that answer, I don't think. Um, 
We could ju- we'll just say yes. I don't know for sure. Okay. We'll just assume it is. And I'm and I've missed the entire year. I don't know. Yeah, let's say you just you weren't really feeling about it, but you've read on the boards that you, there's some really good X division matches, and you kind of regret not. You hit some FOMO, right? Am I am I aware of these guys from the indie scene, or am I just basing it off of like, like what am I basing it off of? Well, I guess that depends on what kind of fan you are. So you could you you could say. I don't know. I guess you could look at it both ways. If you, the only name you know on here is potentially Hoovy and Jerry Lynn, I guess. And Jerry Lynn, yeah. Are those two names enough to be like, hmm, maybe I should check out these other guys. Now, if you know, I think some of these other guys, I feel like it's, I don't see why you wouldn't know where to this. Well, you know what? I think, I mean, I, I was following like Ring of Honor and stuff at the time anyway, too. So I feel like I if you know, you if you were on boards or something, you're hearing about TNA, you kind of got to know something. If you had internet access, you'd probably at least know the name AJ Styles or something. Right. So I would say probably. Yeah, I'd probably buy it. Just to like see what's going on. Right. I don't think it's bad. No, I think they picked I think they picked good matches for that. Right. And now on December thirty first, which was uh, last week, if you guys are listening on January seventh, we came out with our two thousand three year in review episode, and that's because they had their own Year in review show. How funny. Oh, interesting. Uh, so this is what will be featured or was featured on that show. Uh, Raven versus Jeff Jarrett. Very good match to probably put on there. Uh, Sting and AJ Styles versus Jarrett and Luger. They also had uh, the scalping of Raven by James Mitchell and the guitar shot to Hogan by Jarrett in Japan. Uh, apparently, they'll also be announcing the tag team of the year. Uh, which Alvarez says three guesses because, you know, we didn't have a lot. But um, plus feature promos by Raven, AJ Styles, and Jeff Jarrett who will give their thoughts on the most memorable moments of 2003. And according to the press release, quote, special friends from Mexico's AAA and Puerto Rico's IWA will send their warm holiday wishes to the fans of TNA. And Alvarez has a his he always puts his dumb commentary on this and he says, yay. Nine ninety five. So I'm assuming that does mean they are in fact. It's gotta be full. Yeah, it's gotta be full, full price. price. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll say the same thing. Well, let's just go off the same thing. You missed all year. You kind of heard about oh Raven and Jared, even though it sucked. Luger was not good. This one, this one seems like a more missable uh, review show to me. You know what? I was just I was thinking that. I feel like I would be more inclined to watch the best of the X division or, you know, a year of the X division. Um, I, considering I w- was, and I guess I am a big Raven fan. They, they might sucker me in be like, Oh, what's Ravens in NWATA and he got a world title match against Jeff Jarrett. That could be interesting. Right. Um, so that, that might lure me in. Um, but, uh, I'll tell you what, knowing knowing TNA, I wouldn't be surprised if they fucking clipped it. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I'm telling you, if I were to have spent $10 on a clipped show like that, mm-hmm. I'd be livid. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So, uh, but yeah, out of the two, for sure, I would do X Division first, and then I would probably... 
I'm leaning towards I'd skip the the uh, the year review because and you've, I mean it's been noted that they have like compilation DVDs right of like right. best of the heavyweights and stuff like that. So right. I would probably maybe just venture into that. That's a really good point, actually, because really you have the best of the NWA title matches. Bloody so you already brawls. got your right, yeah, you got your bloodiest brawls and you got your X division. Those are some pretty good shit that you're going to be able to watch. And there'll be yeah. stuff from the previous year as well on those. So. And to be honest with you, you probably could get, I think you might be able to get those in store. That at, I at don't know. That I don't know. I feel like you could have. I feel like I've I've gone to I had gone to FYE before, and I had I had seen the com- the comps of it. Okay, I'm gonna take your word for that. But that one, those DVDs are so hard to find now that I'd be really surprised if they were very like very I could well be available. wrong. I could well, you know what? They might have been in there, but like used. They could not, have been that not brand new. I feel like I've seen those. I, need I don't even know right if now. I didn't see. I don't even know if I had seen TNA. DVDs like in Best Buy and stuff before 2009. Oh, I did. You did. I told, I've told the story before. I got a three pack, my dude. It's got Victory Road 2004, Lockdown right, 2005. But was it released later on? Uh, no, I think I got it, it around that time. Okay. I, it was it was a three pack, and because they did re-release those, but I'm pretty, I'm almost positive mine is from around that time because that was when I first found out about. TNA and it was just like, what is this? Right. Okay. Because by 2009, I was well into it. So. Okay. That then that makes me feel like I I would have seen that in store because that's just that's 2004. They they might have gotten their backlog into the stores. That's a good point. That, that okay, that's fair. Yeah. Maybe yeah. 2003, that, but like you know, end of 2004. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, I only got two more notes, and one of them is really fucking interesting. So oh, let me get to the the one that's not. Anytime Dallas says really interesting, it's usually uh, monumental. So I'm a little nervous. I think it's a pretty big one. So hold tight. <laughs> uh, there was clearly some trepidation in the WGN situation. Shocker, oh, shocker. On the <laughs> December seventeenth show, which was the final show of the year. Jeff Jarrett, on the air, never referred to his big surprise. Not once. Remember how we That's working? right. Yeah. Which was going to be the WGN announcement, which he'd been pushing for weeks. Dave says, I'm not sure what that means, other than it clearly is, le- it is clearly less definite that they are doing the deal than it was a week ago. Although we're told it isn't dead. We're also told that due to the expense, they are considering buying a 30-minute time slot instead of a 60. Uh, but no deal is done. Uh, Jarrett was doing a hard sell negotiation with someone just before press time and told them about WGN saying that they've got it, but admitted the contracts aren't finalized. You know, that's that's kind of interesting to me. Like, they are they would be paying WGN 50 grand a week. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And then you're meaning to tell me that WGN's like, we're not sure if we want your money. That's a that's a really good point, actually. That, that's what, what that's what's like being told here. It's like, well, you know, maybe we'll see. That I mean, that's kind of an interesting yeah, it is. kind of tidbit there. Like, well, we might do it, but like we'll keep you posted. Right. 
Um, and my final note um, is from the January 7th, 2004 newsletter. Um, so we have quite the range. We go up to January 12th as for, for reference. Mm-hmm. But my final note, before we get into the show, I got notes throughout the show, and there are some really fucking good ones. And I'll just tease you right now. There is a Vampiro interview, and you won't believe what he says. You won't believe it. Oh, no. So we'll talk about that during the show. <laughs> oh, boy. Is it about Sting? No. 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 I was actually – I was hoping it was, but it wasn't. Yeah, that's what – any inter- interview I've ever heard, he, he usually trashes Sting about stuff. Right. Well, this was in a different section of the newsletter. It was in the WWE section, and that is that Kevin Nash's two-year contract is expired this past week. Oh. So, well, Dallas, what does that mean? Well, Nash has talked with friends about trying to get a deal with TNA. Although Dave says that he is going to be playing any angle he can to get a new deal in WWE and going and go in as a tag team with Hall. But he has talked already with people at TNA, and current, and current insider betting line is that it's the most likely option. That is quite the decision because National Hall at first would raise the profile of TNA a little, and then it would give them them guys who at one point were national stars, and if they go on WGN, they have to make impact quick because of the cost involved. So the so he would want to come into TNA with Hall as a tag team? That's kind of what he's getting at, yes. Who uh, in the, the world would they work aside from AMW? Well... That's a whole different issue. I mean, three life crew probably. I don't think. I don't think. I, I don't I think don't, it'd be good. I'm just saying. No, no, I don't think it'd be good at all. Um, the, there's also. I mean, he talks about the last time that Hall was around. Um, like you know, it was like meh, uh, and that also that Nash is so big that he would expose guys like Styles. Um. And then it's also yeah. says, he, he kind of continues here. Um, this is interesting. I didn't even really notice this part before, but he says it will be a test of how savvy the Jarrett and the rest of the company are in 2004. Desperation and starstruck means they bring them in, push them hard. Selfish savvy, and by that I mean trying to maintain morale and protect the position as top star and most powerful booker in the company says you don't bring them in. What the right business move would be is more debatable. Um, I I would bring in one at a time. Yeah, I don't know if you really need both. We've already seen Scott Hall. I do think if Kevin Nash showed up in the DNA asylum all of a sudden, I'd be like, what is happening? That would be pretty nuts. But kind of what you're saying, I feel like he would... You'd really kind of expose the main event guys. Yeah, Luger, I, Luger didn't really. Was Luger's not a giant like Nash's? No, I mean he's a big guy. I mean he's a big guy. Yeah, but Nash is even bigger. That's but, the thing. Yeah, yeah, Nash is a tall guy, too. Mm-hmm. So that kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I mean that's that's tough. I I sur- I would not have them come in as a tag team. I don't think there's value in that. And like you said, we've seen Scott Hall before. Company's a little different now. Uh, he might even fit in better now. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That, that, interesting, that'd though. be interesting. 
Yeah, I'm curious. Will we see Kevin Nash come to the TNA Asylum here in 2004? I don't know. You guys are going to have to stay tuned to find out. Yeah, I mean, that's... Because if they're talking about it, and it's... This was technically before 2004 even, like, started, really. Um, I mean, when could this happen? His deal's over. He doesn't have, like, a... He didn't get fired and can't go anywhere. He could show up on the show right now, for all we know. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, literally anything could happen. And it does. Vader showed up in the TNA Asylum, guys. I mean, literally anything can happen. He signed a three-year deal, and then we never saw him again after two weeks. That's right. He's your dad. <laughs> uh, but, Bob, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, my God. Well, actually, I don't have explosion notes. Why? They didn't, they didn't do one? According to Cage Match, there is not an explosion. But I do think there were some dark matches, at least, which may be taped for future explosions. So let me just pull those up real quick before we get going. If my document loads. Here we go. Interesting. Okay. So it is said that this is the pay-per-view and explosion taping. These are not on this week's explosion. There's not an explosion this week, at least according to Cage Match. So you may hear these these matches again eventually, but then you'll know where they started because they took place on the January 7th, 2004 show. Uh, and it is the following. Uh, Sonny Siaki defeating Dirty Money. Elix Skipper defeating Justin Cage. Glenn Gilberti and David Young defeating Sean Lee and Matt Power. And Kid Cash defeating Matt Seidel. Hmm. Okay. The Cash and Seidel match might have been good. Right. Not a bad explosion again. Okay, now I'm ready. To watch the show. Uh, all right. Well, then it's time for the first show of 2007. That's January or 2004. It's January 7th, 2004. We're not 2007 tests. yet, folks. We're we've got a ways Hang, to go. Hang tight. 2007's on my brain because I've been reviewing impacts from that year. So excuse me. Uh, the runtime for this is an hour 54 minutes. In 16 seconds, I actually clicked on my time thing. So instead of starting at all zeros, I'm going in reverse. Maybe wondering if it's going to be a quicker watch for me. But wait, it's like counting down? Yeah, are you are you using VLC media? Oh, I didn't know you could do that. So if you click the all the zeros, oh. it switches to an hour 54. So I think I'm going to do it that way. Oh, interesting. I'm, is this I'm my, like, so when I do like a time check or something, I'll be like, there's one hour and 10 minutes left in the show. Okay, well, I'll give you guys the regular time check, I guess. I'm going to stay at zeros. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, I want to count down from five when I say play. If you want to watch along, that's when you're going to hit your play button on Impact Plus or on your VLC media because you have it in your own personal collection. Maybe you also record it on VHS and then transferred it to a DVD. And then upload it to your computer in an MP4 format. I don't know. I don't know. Not saying, not saying that's what I did, but I'm just saying that could have happened. So here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. 12-3-2003. Jeff Jarrett makes a statement to all the TNA. So when he's saying, I got news that's going to shock the world, is that the WGN tease that you're talking it, about? yeah it seems that this is the wgn tease um so he started doing that on december 3rd right wow okay and see jared saying we're running the show callus's power 
Bob, do you think before it gets too far, do we have a new intro song? Ooh. Um, or, or set. Maybe a new song. I don't, I'm not going to, I don't think it's set. Maybe. I, I, that's, that's what I'm thinking too. <clears throat> here's a, here's a time check. We have one hour, 53 minutes and 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, uh, 48, 49 seconds. <laughs> if you're following looking at a normal person, they're showing Jared talk on the phone about De Niro and punk attacking Raven. They're showing flashbacks from our last show. Remember this was three weeks ago. So this is definitely a highlight. You need this. This is, we need this. You definitely need the refresher. It's been many weeks at this point. Look at him on his little fish flip phone. Dude, I, it's so, it's funny with the flip phones. I, I was watching something today. Oh, I was watching the Ruthless Aggression uh, documentary. And I saw like a bunch of like clips where they were like using flip phones. Like so cool. Like the rock I was like, let, let, let me get my Nokia out. Oh, right. It's funny. Jarrett is on the phone. Meanwhile, at the TNA Christmas party. What? Oh, I didn't know we'd see behind the scenes at the Christmas that? party. Oh, that's cool. Locks. She's at the bar alone. And here's Don Callis. Buy you a drink. Dude, he is a guy that would totally spike your drink. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, do you dance? Oh, look, he wants to dance with her. Wow, does he not work as a really creepy guy? Right? Oh, my God, dude. I'm just thinking that, man. He's giving me the heebie-jeebies. It's like a horror movie. Yeah, it is. Talking about Watts being in power. Oh, my God. Why is there no one else at the Christmas party? I don't know. Why is there a camera this close to Don Kelsey's face? Yeah, why isn't the cameraman helping her? He's clearly, like, being inappropriate. So he's saying you have, you'd be better off at a place at my dinner table. Goldilocks says, you're disgusting. He said, we'll talk about money. He kind of tosses her. Oh, he spun her. I thought he just pushed her away. Oh, she says, oh. how much money? Oh. 3.50 p.m. today. What? Who? Some guy named Tom? She... She doesn't know. <laughs> Spell it. He says, the greatest NWA champion of all time. And she says, and who's that? He goes, Jeff Jarrett. And I was hoping he was going to start spelling it. J-E. Yeah. Yeah, where's he waiting for? Okay. They're either with me or they're against me. Kit Cash is being tasked with getting people to sign a clipboard to join Jarrett. Oh, Abyss. <laughs> Cash is like, oh, I got to go to Abyss? I just, I, I hit that guy with a chair before. Oh. oh, my God. Tom T. He said, there's only two people I know who've walked on water, and the best one is you, Jeff Jarrett. How do we feel about Kid Cash being like an assistant? I think it's kind of funny. Eric Watts. What's Eric Watts have in his possession? The board is dirty. They've opened the door. Not, for not a sanctioned board. The board is going to be exposed... And Eric Watts isn't going to want that. 
costly, expensive legal battle. Huh. It's a big night for us, Tom T. He's Mr. TNA. Yeah, so it looks like Jeff Jarrett has became Mr. TNA. He won that award. Anywhere you need me, just pick up the phone, and I will be there. I can't wait to meet Tom. When I accept the Mr. TNA award tonight, then can I let out the big news? And the guy says, absolutely. Huh. Okay, so... So when he wins Mr. TNA, he's going to be like... Run WGM because of me. Okay. Right. Oh, here to drop their new single. We're in the arena. Insane Clown Posse, probably. Oh. Three Live Crew. Let's see if this one's as catchy, though. I bet it's not. Okay, the set's the same, if you guys are wondering. Get routed. There's Bob. That guy's not playing guitar. Look at that. They are not playing guitar. I don't think they're playing any of these instruments. The guy on keyboard is just flopping around. He ain't doing nothing. This one is definitely not as catchy. I'm really sad about it. No, I don't. I don't even know the words of this. Smoke it like Cheech and Chong. Three live crew. Well, you can tell they're not playing because look at the keyboard. Because now they're dancing. They're not even touching anything. These guys are idiots. <laughs> this is so stupid. That guy might be Dale Oliver. I'm not 100%. The guy in the guitar. Him right here. And who is Dale Oliver? He writes like he all the, the TNA guy? songs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the one who played with Goldilocks that one show she sung at. Uh, yeah, I, it probably is. I, I might be wrong, but I'm... Almost positive that's him. Why do I know what Dale Oliver looks like? I have no idea. Well, you're a huge TNA fan, so you probably know all of that stuff. I don't know if I'm convinced that's him or not, though. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to feel real dumb. What? Uh, well, we we just got the censored version of that, but I don't know what he just said. And he I'm a said little nervous. I'm not even going to try to repeat it. It's not even worth the effort. Because that's, okay. a, that's a bit much to even suggest what he might have said. Uh, that is, in fact, Dale Oliver, and I can tell by the little thing on his chin, the little strip. I was just going to say, I Google it, and I, and I see it, too. I, that's he's 100% him. So he, like, he produces, like, all the TNA songs for, like, years. I was going to say, did he, does he still do it or no? I don't think he still does. But the fact that this guy's got his own Wikipedia page... There you go. That's how you got to know. Oh, that's how you look. I just Googled it. Well, no, I Googled it, too. I'm just um, I'm just saying he has his own Wikipedia page. I should have my own Wikipedia page, too. Okay, well, I hate to say I'm happy that's over, but... <gasps> look at this. It's like a different uh... version of the opening. Proudly presents. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, Bob. This is definitely new music. And a whole new opening everything. 
Well, if you guys like this song, it's probably at the beginning of this episode. Well, should you use it at the opening of the episode? Because we don't know it. Technically, I say just well, use it. Fuck it. If I remember, I'm gonna. It's gonna be at the. It'll be our new intro soon. Yeah. If it's not at this episode, it will be shortly after. Because the 2003 one, I did accidentally take a lot of time when they made the switch. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's music's playing. Look at his suit. Oh my god, that suit does not fit him. That is not. It's too big. Unless maybe he had a big Christmas meal and he didn't go to the gym. I don't know. Could have been. It's my world. All right, so we got roughly an eight-minute video package to kind of remind us what's going on. And now Jeff Jarrett's in the ring with Don Callis and Kid Cash and his clipboard. And the Ultimate X is set up. Yes, it is. And if they're smart, that's the main event. I'm just saying. I would have to think it is. Um, Bob, we're, we're officially in the arena. How many people do you think are in attendance at this show tonight? Uh, well, if you look to the left, that's a whole bunch of insane clown posse people. Uh, so I'm going to say it's more than you. Is insane clown posse on the show? Uh, I don't know. I didn't look that up. I'm going to say 900. Nope. We are at. Oh, yeah. Look at them all. Look at that. Actually, those guys have been here before, I feel like. But anyways. That many uh, in that well, spot? Not that many. They were over in that spot the last time they came, though. Oh. I think they're chanting, you suck dick. I think it's the Instagram Posse fans. But they were censoring it. Yeah. Uh, no, Bob, we have actually 1,200 in the building tonight. 1,200. Look at all the insane Clown Posse guys. I'm telling you, that's probably 600 of them. They're, you can, they're getting rowdy with three live crew. Maybe they're saying there's no title match tonight. They might have read the uh, rumors as well that uh, Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J are coming in. And they're like, well, we got to come in. Look at today. You don't trust him. Jared's saying that today's going to have to get in the ring to give him the Mr. TNA award. The winner is none other. Then the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Jeff Jarrett. Yes. Yes. Look at the fingers. Today, you got to do it today. Hmm. He wants Eric Watts. I'm going to remove you. He's really struggling with uh, talking tonight. He's excited and nervous. You and Gold Digger, get out here. Well, she did say how much money. If I'm Eric Watson, I saw that video, I'd be like, uh, what? Jeff the Jack Ash Jarrett. I'm surprised that Goy Locks is coming out with him. She's all about money. No, you get ready. This could be our turn right here. Goalie looking as good as always. 
The DOA and Goldie run this. Nice sign. They're trying to tell Eric Watts to sign the paper, and Jarrett pulls Kid Cash away. Yeah, Eric Watts ain't going to sign it. Callis doesn't want him to make a bad decision. They have the number one trial attorney, number one lawyer in America. Tom, Tom T. Steinbach? Is that a real guy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it is. It's not. I don't know. How do you say his last name? Steinbach? I don't know. If it ain't coming up in my t- in top Google here, I don't think it's real. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Don't make us sick that guy on you. Don't make us take us to another level. You need to think about your life, your position. Are we about to see the end of Eric Watts' uh, DOA run coming up very soon here in 2004? Is, I think he's suggesting that the people that hired Watts don't have power anymore. I think so as well. And I think that's what that board of director talk was on the phone that Jarrett was yeah. on. Oh. Tom Cheap. And Goldie's like, oh. little do we all know that she already told asked Don Kells how much money. He's whispering lines to Goldie. Make sure you say the, the jackass part. What? No answer. Guilt by association. He wants Eric Watts to step down himself. Let me tell you something, Don. I have thought about what you said. What is he going to do? Sign it. He kisses Goldie on the cheek. My answer is no. Well, because and then you know what he's going to do, Bob? He's going to say, I'm not stepping down because instead I'm joining the tag division and I'm bringing out my friend, Travis. Oh, my God. Chad Fortune. That's and we're bringing back techno team, but we're going to be a different name. Techno we're... team 4000. Techno team 2010, baby. Let's go. Dude, if that re... Oh, Jack. oh, he switched it up. Oh, he didn't say Jackass? No. Hey, Kid Cash. He says, your New Year's resolution was to grow up a little bit. And Kid Cash is like, you can't yell at me. I got my shirt tucked in. My long sleeve sweatshirts tucked into my pants. <laughs> Dude, Jeff yeah, Jarrett, good. Jeff Jarrett's big ass jacket, huge tie, and pants pulled up wicked high. I cannot do it. I know, dude. It is so over the top. That's like if I needed a costume for Halloween and I went to the thrift shop. Yeah, Eric West is just. I know he's referencing 
the championship, I think, but he just said you're carrying ten pounds you don't e- you don't even need. Mm. Which might have been I thought maybe a weight, but he's clearly talking about the championship. You're gonna the director has spoken. He says you're gonna lose that title right here this year in the asylum. Ooh. Are you still drunk? There is no number one contender. AJ Styles isn't out here because he can't compete with me. Well, they might, they may not be out here, but let me tell you who is here. Sting is out on the West Coast. Dusty Rhodes down in Georgia. Former WWS champion. <laughs> they just said he stuffed Dusty Rhodes full of mothballs. He's big. Uh, who is that? What the hell is that? Dude, is that Someone's relic? Into some BDSM. It's relic. It's relic. relic. <laughs> it's Johnny Stamboli. Oh, killer. <laughs> Wait, is it Chad Fortune? Oh, my God, he's beating up Jarrett. And he's got a black mask on. I really don't know who that is. He's pretty jacked, though. He's huge. Holy they God. better fucking show us tonight, Bob. They fucking do it. Fighting on the announce table. Throws Jarrett back in the ring. Why is why is he wearing a mask like that? Is he, like, afraid to show who he is? Oh, Jarrett slipped away, though. But Eric Watts has the NWA title around his shoulder, which is odd. He's, he's like Lex Luger. I'm gonna, we're testing out right now to see if I should be champion. Dude, I don't know who this is. That's funny. No, I don't want to look at Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. I want to know who's under the mask. Do you want me to tell you or no? No, we're going to find out, right? <clears throat> want me to give you a hint? I'll take a hint. Okay. We've seen them before. Oh, I was kind of wondering if we have or not. Okay, I'll accept that hint. No more. Oh my God, it's David Flair. No. Could you imagine? <laughs> just came back and he's like, ah, oh, I'm jacked. He's fucking ripped. Yeah. What? What did he just say? What about Eddie Guerrero in the Hispanic community? Under the banner of the NWA. Why is there a random like eight by ten of Ron Killings? Yeah, I just noticed that. Like, why is he, why is he there? I followed Flair from Charlotte to Portland. I'm not scared, Flair. <laughs> Oh, brother. All right, this we is his it. home, NWA. To repay. My family is all in college. They all have insurance because of the NWA. <laughs> what is... What is the benefit of Roddy Piper being here? So can someone tell me? There's there's no there's no benefit, I'm telling you. 
Here it is, our tag team of the year for 2003, Swinger and Diamond. Maybe a new run here tonight. That's right, Scott. It's been a piss-poor holiday season for Simon and myself. Oh! <laughs> the only thing that stopped him from jumping into Niagara Falls and killing himself was knowing that they have a shot at the titles. And here's Gilberti <laughs> and David Young, Bob's favorite wrestler. Extreme thing to say. I know. The only thing that stopped me from jumping into Niagara Falls and killing myself... <laughs> It was to know I had a shot at the NWA tag team titles. <laughs> oh, man. Gilbert is saying, you're losing focus. Because Simon's basically, we're going to win the titles and bring them to our camp. Let's win this thing. Come on. <laughs> losing focus. You lost focus when you brought Johnny Appleseed here into the picture. Well, the thing, too, here is Gilberti doesn't even want David Young, but yet he's I there. I don't understand. That's why I like it, though. Like, it seems like as if he's accepted it. And, like, David Young just forced himself. Different David Young. Security alert. Hmm? 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 Oh, I have some notes. You remember our buddy Ryan Wilson? Yeah, what about him? Well, he's of course a former former Red Shirt security member. Did well, he he's jump, not. Wor- did he jump into Niagara Falls? Well, close enough. He's now working for IWA Puerto Rico. Uh, oh, he, really? He made his debut on December thirteenth show wearing the same mask that he uh, that he wore when he worked indies as Humongous, and it was pretty clear from watching his matches in TNA that he wasn't ready for the big time yet. No, absolutely not. Um. Okay. Well, I have indie notes for this match, but oh God, I feel I like it's going to take me a while here to load up. Well, Red Shirts came out, Legend Northcut, and here comes the Monster Abyss. Uh, Abyss, uh, he was busy in IWA Puerto Rico, as uh, you just mentioned. He wrestled Glamour Boy Shane on January 4th, and he lost by disqualification. Then the next day on January 5th, he lost to Ricky Banderas. And on January 6th, he lost to Ray Gonzalez in a match for the IWA Puerto Rico Intercontinental title. We find the defendants guilty. That's right, Bob. There's nothing for the most wanted. We find the defendants. Just took three weeks off. What? Everyone just took three weeks off? Well, to be honest with you, I don't really look for some of these guys because I don't care. In AMW, they don't do indie. uh, So, Bob, I just want everyone to know, Bob just admitted that he's a slacker. Uh, It's not a slacker. It's Do you want me to be like Kevin Northcutt wrestled uh, Joe Schmo in Michigan in front of 27 people? No. People are here for the names. No, people are here for for the Bullshit. name. I want to know that stuff. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Uh, AJ Styles, he was quite busy uh, during the little hiatus here of a few weeks. On December 19th, he lost to Chris Hero for IWA Mid-South Winter Wars. 
That match was 22 minutes long. The next day on December 20th, AJ Styles defeated Michael Shane. <clears throat> the X Division Championship was not on the line. And then on December 27th, AJ Styles defeated Kaz Hayashi at Ring of Honor's final battle. Wow. So there's that. And that is what there is for this match. I mean, if you are going to freaking twist my arm. What about, like, Legend? I mean, I care about Legend. I don't think. I'm telling you, they don't really do anything. So I just stopped even looking. So we have, I'm afraid that those freaking posts are going to fall over. They're already wiggling when they send me the ropes. You know, get ready for the next, the trip or the ultimate X match later. Oh, yeah, that's not a good sign. Uh, all right, Kevin Northcott. All right, let's see. What, you want to know what he did when they were gone? Yeah. yeah nothing. Because <laughs> he doesn't do anything. You want to know the next uh, time that Kevin Northcott has a documented indie date on a uh, cage match? Yeah. Yeah, it's April 16, 2005. Oh! So that's why I don't look up Kevin Northcott. Oh, my God. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Let's go to Legend. Legend might have done something in Canada. Styles and Legend in the ring here. Ooh, Legend hit a back elbow on Styles. Tags in Northcott. Comes back in the ring. Twist the arm of Styles. Goes for a close night. Styles ducks. Goes under and behind. Northcott reverses. Goes behind him. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, Joey Legend on a December wait. 20th. Wait, wait, wait. Kid Cash is trying to, trying to get, get Sarah, Sarah Lee. Lee to join Jarrett. Oh, my God. Oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> what the heck? Oh, my God, he's choking her. No, don't sign. Oh, my God. Sarah Lee has just joined Jeff Jarrett. Because Kid Cash is going to punch her. Oh, Harris. Is that Harris? That do- just dove? I think it was. Well, Harris just did a cross-body dive off the top rope onto the floor on red shirts. Now Abyss going after uh, baby blue AJ Styles. They match. They do match. Hurricane wow. Rana to the floor. That was good. Was uh, all right. Joey Legend. And I've actually reviewed this match, so I should have known that he did something. Uh, he lost to Crew Jones on December 20th for IWA Mid-South Styling and Profiling. Profiling. And then on December 27th, Joey Legend lost to Ayers for WXW. Hmm. Do you know who Ayers is? No, of course you don't. No. Nobody knows who he is. Uh, you never know. He's actually on that shirt I bought of Colby Carino. So, fuck you. Oh, wow. See? You should have known that. I should have. I didn't buy that shirt, though, so. Uh, let's see what AMW did. I'm willing to bet nothing. At least during the time frame in which I'm being forced to look up here. Uh, I try to save as much time as I can in my life from having to uh, do this. But Dallas is uh, kind of a jerk and is making me do that. Yeah, well, I'm glad you are because there's just brawling in this match. And besides a couple cross bodies off the top... Not a whole lot has happened. But that's okay. It's actually, the crowd seems into it. They're, it's exciting. I'm excited. Okay. Uh, well, AMW did absolutely nothing during okay. this time. And I'm even looking ahead just at, like, promotions that they might have worked in, and there's, like, nobody. So I'm not going to even waste my time in the future for AMW. 
So sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> okay. So just be grateful that I do any notes for this fucking show. Thanks, Bob. Dicks. Well, I got some good stuff for you later, but I'm saving it. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Let me give you a time check here. No, I'll give you the eyes of the time check. We are at uh, one hour and 25 minutes and 28 seconds left in the show. Yeah, so that translates to 28 minutes and 52 seconds. Yeah, I, I click back to the normal way, but I'm going to click on it just for the joke. Oh, James Storm gets slammed down by a bass. Goes to the cover. Harris breaks it up. Rudy Charles is like, get your fucking ass out of the ring. I don't know if it's the uh, the juggalos in attendance, but I feel like there's some good energy to this match. That's what I'm saying. It hasn't been nothing spectacular, but it's been fun because the crowd's into it. Legend yeah. whips Harris with his belt, or Storm, excuse me, with his belt on the outside of the ring. <sighs> it looks like AMW is turning into the uh, SATs here for Dallas. You can't tell them apart. For our next bonus episode, we're just going to do nothing but SAT matches until you get it right. Dude, for a while, I had it, and then I lost it again. Yeah, you did. They, like, disappeared for a while, and I, like, lost it. Well, you know what I think happened was, uh, I think Joel started gaining weight. Or, no, Jose started gaining weight, so he started looking like Joel. (laughs) So it was like, which one's which? Well, at one point, only one of them wore an elbow pad, so that was easy. I forgot about that, yeah. And Tanae pointed out. He did. Hangman's news neckbreaker to Joe Legend. Or Legend. He's just Legend to us. Joe Legend's on WWA The Reckoning. If you didn't listen to that bonus episode, check it out. Watch along for free on YouTube as well. Northcutt comes in, goes for a clothesline to Harris. Harris ducks. Now they're trading punches. The crowd is definitely into this. I'm really surprised. Full Nelson slam here on Northcut by Harris. Ducks a wild straight by legend. Leaping clothesline. Yeah. Well, it helps that they really love Styles and America's Most Wanted, and they really hate the red shirts. And That's Abyss true. is like a good heel as well. So That's true. But dude, look, I mean, listen to them. They're going nuts. For a fucking Fez press and some punches. They just yeah. lost it. Styles, springboard double drop kick to the red shirts. Crowd they pop big them. for that too. What is going on tonight? Clothesline. Oh, the red shirt's over the top to the floor. Maybe uh, them being gone for a couple weeks made him miss him. Oh, somersault dive by Styles onto the red shirts. He just is communicating something to them there. Low blow by AMW to Abyss. Double flapjack. The double flapjack. Setting up for the double spear. How does Tanae know? Since when have they done a double spear? Red shirts pull him out. Where's AJ? Oh, there he is on the side. Okay. Northcut about to strip. Oh, wait, he's just taking his belt off. Were you going to a strap match or something? Like, that's probably what we're teasing there. It does kind of seem like that, right? Styles with a DDT to Abyss in the middle of the ring. Goes for the cover, but Rudy Charles is trying to figure Come out what's on, going on in the ring. Oh, spear by Harris on Legend. On the floor. Legend acting like he broke his ribs. Oh. oh super kick to Northcutt. Storm and Harris both have the belts now. 
payback with the straps. Oh, yeah, he's choking Northcutt. Don't do that. That's illegal. Oh, this is up. Oh, AJ lands on his feet on an attempted German. Oh, nice and Seguri. Styles picking up a bit. He's going to call for the Styles Clash. Tuck your chin. Oh, Oh, Jeff Jarrett. Title shot right in the face. And Styles didn't completely fall from it, but and here's the fucking black hole slam. A fucking huge one. One, two, three. You know, I kind of hate Rudy Charles for just conveniently jumping in at the right time. That's a bit of annoying, but... Um, I don't think that was a bad match. No, it was fun. It was like a cluster, but in a good way. <laughs> Why is no one pulling up a shirt? How did I react to my review on this? On WrestlingRecaps.com, I wonder. Because I fairly recently, I feel like, reviewed this. Trinity, what is this? Fast and the Furious? Well, that's what I call a Sunday drive. I'm pretty sure that was old footage from the last time she did this. Did she do this before? They filmed her in a car before. Maybe it's not. Hmm. One of my favorite things to do is set myself on fire. Yeah, because that's convenient. Doubling for Electra, doing mar- martial arts. Ooh, throwback. Oh, yeah. Amazing Red taking her out. Beating up Kid Cash. You look at the video quality of that footage, you would have thought that was like 10 years ago. See, here are the cops. Are, is this them turning her like officially back face? Because remember, she's kind of starting to part ways from Sonny Siaki. I mean, this has got to be what this is, right? I feel like we haven't even seen Siaki, have we? It's been a couple weeks. It's been a little bit. The swimsuit calendar, 2004 swimsuit calendar. If you have this, send us a DM at Cross the Line TNA. On Twitter. You know, this is a tricky situation because if you're turning her face again, you can't, I mean, I don't know, man. You can't keep on going back and forth, back and forth. Right. She could have been their leader, I'm telling you. Well, she was getting, like, super, super popular, and then they killed the momentum. And then, I mean, look at this. <laughs> yeah, like the her her showcase with the match with Cat with Kid Cash and the feud and everything like was really helping her out, and they just ruined it. Trinity. Oh, did she win? Did, oh yeah, she won the oh, Babe okay. of the Year. I thought she was signing the declaration with Jared. Oh. Oh. Shit! There's Sunny Saki. Sonny Saki got you this award. It has nothing to do with you. Whoa. Siaki's taking credit for her uh, award. Now we have Stodson. a live interview with her. Oh, no, not for long. Here's Sonny Siaki. You did not get this number award. If anyone should be <laughs> Babe of the Year, it should be more. <laughs> Sonny Siaki is Babe of the Year. Kid Cash goes, I'd hate to break up this domestic conversation. And then he looks, uh, he looks at Trinity up and down and goes, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> the same girl that he was beating up. Jesus. I wonder, are, do you, are they still dating at this point? 
In real life, I think so, yeah. Okay. Who's advising you not to sign things? Kakesha's. Yeah, who is advising you not to? Eric Watts. Hart? Watts? No? Kashi, we'll get back to this later. Jackie's saying he's being advised not to sign anything. Certainly seems like he's not maybe Planet Jarrett. Oh, look. Let's, let's do a little walk, and Trinity slips right out from under his arm. Says, no, I am not signing that. Call me, please. Please. Okay, that was a weird cut, and then it was... Or maybe it was the cut because of our, our version we're watching. We'll let's take a look at some tag team action. It's a shocking victory here by Swinger Diamond over D'Lo and AJ. That's right. Um, while this video package is playing, Bob, let me give you a note. I'm going to give you another run during this match, probably because three live crew is involved. Who is this? That's not Lollipop, is it? Um, I don't think oh. so. Oh, wait, there's the leg tattoo. I think it might be, actually. Tag Team Championship up next. But, Bob, starting on January 1st, which we're past, folks will be able to purchase TNA Monthly for $34.95. I'm going to pause there quick because Di- we have our match graphic thing up. Diamond and Swinger, one holiday wish list match. Three Live Crew's second title defense. And, and can former champs regain the titles? Uh, strangely, the press release states for this TNA monthly thing, quote, at the current time, this package is currently only available for cable subscribers through June 30th, 2004. And it said that the gimmick is that if there are five Wednesdays on a particular month, you still only have to pay $34.95. Therefore, you'd be getting each show for $6.99. Hmm. Uh, I don't think that's a bad value at all. No. I'd almost try to sell it that way because, like, that's probably roughly the same price as one WWE pay-per-view. Right. So you're getting four, potentially five. I would almost rather do that. Right. Here come our favorite tag team, the 2003 Tag Team of the Year here for the TNA Crossline Podcast. We'll be mailing out plaques to uh, Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger here in a few short weeks. <laughs> yeah, just check your guys' P.O. box for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. My freaking favorite team ever. Three Life Crew. Beware. How come they're not coming out to their new music? This is the new one. This is their new song? Yeah, the, the old song was the Do the Damn Thing. Yeah, this is the one they just sung in their beginning of the show. Wow. It's only been about 39 and a half uh, minutes into the show, and I already forgot their new hit single. Well. Excuse me. What if BG James started climbing on the tri- on the Ultimate X? What would you do? Um, I would hope he would just he'd get stuck up there like homicide. No, that was in the, that's in the the Steel Asylum. I know it is, but I'm just saying. Like, look at look at Ron Killing's thing. moves. He was just doing a wicked funny move. Yo, 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 yo. Where my dogs at? Where my Tennessee Titan dogs at? Oh my God, they booed him. No, they're saying. Roo, 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 roo. Oh, I thought they were booing him. <laughs> no, they're barking at him. Oh, 
Yo, you like I'll this Clippers jersey? Go ahead, Look at see this you. Guy's all weird ICP freaking face bait. That's funny. You know, they should have shown up when Sting was there because you could play it off as like, oh, it's fans of Sting. Dude, we're going right. Swinger Diamond going right after BG and Ron Killings. Do you think we're going to get new tag champs or what? Bob, we can only hope. I think Jared's going to come out again and help them and then be like, listen, I got you the tag titles. You got to join my coalition. Mm. Um, are you ready, Bob, for my Vampiro note? Oh, dude, give it to me. Because it is kind of related to the ICP coming into feud with um, Three Life Crew, but there's also more to it. Okay. So, this was in the January 7th, 2003 Observer Newsletter. 2004. As- 2004, excuse me. Mine has a typo. as my fault. <laughs> so it's 2004 now. It's just like when, when you change years and you you sign things the wrong date still. Oh, dude, yeah. That's happening right now. They said to me in school forever, like all the time. Right, right. So, hold on. Diamond Swinger. Slam- oh, wait, what's this? Elix Skipper trying to talk to Daniels backstage. He's on his knees. Dude, come on. Triple X, dude. Look, Daniel stood up, so he has to stand up. Okay, so Vampiro's latest insane interview on the ICP website also talked about the plans for him and ICP to come in as a trio for the plan is to feud with Three Life Crew. Uh, this makes just about every promotion that has tried to use using ICP thinking it would help cross over to a young demo, and it failed with everyone so far, as nobody cared. Uh, this group is desperate for anything that would give the product attention, so it's something they have to try, but it's probably going to fail. But that's not the juicy shit, Bob. I didn't think so. So what is the, what's the juicy part? The juicy shit. One <laughs> uh, asked why he went to work for NWA TNA. Uh, Vampiro says, money and the Xanax. And then what? he says, yeah. And then money he and says, Xanax. anyone asked about Jeff Jarrett? He said, quote, well, he had this sickness. It was called, quote, I am a bitch and I am a spoiled dick with no talent. So leave me alone. Uh, I thought he would get over. He, I thought he would get over it, but I guess not. It was exploited like HIV. And now he has his own show, the Jeff Jarrett Hour. But I think they call it TNA or something. <laughs> oh my God. OK, so he doesn't want to go back. No, huge power slam. By Ron Killings on a swinger. Flying forearm. Listen, I don't wanna I don't wanna be that guy, but Swinger is kind of like known for his tan and he's kind of slacking. He definitely took a couple weeks off of tanning. Yeah, it definitely looks like it. Like his under his arms is like a normal color. I can just tell by in general his tone. Like David Young's in the ring. What the fuck? While Andrew Thomas is outside the ring, standing on something, stairs. The, the ring steps around the side, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're there. It just looks funny how he's, like, standing there. Oh, David Young just accidentally clotheslined Simon Diamond. Coberti's then... being up Conan. No, Bob, no. The front suplex by Killings on the Diamond. Come on. <gasps> what? 
So, you know, this makes no sense. They just beat D'Lo and AJ, and then they lose to these guys in under five minutes on a miscommunication from David Young. Bob. This is bad booking. That was bad. That was really bad. Yeah, that's bad booking. I can't believe they just did that. To our tag team of the year. That was bad. Wow. I didn't think I was going to be speechless at this, but oh, my God, dude. Oh, David Young is yelling at me. It's not their fault. I mean, this is bad. No, I know. I know. That was just, it just sucks. David Young, yeah, yelling at Diamond Diamond here. Diamond looks like he's about to slap the shit out of him. He really does. Oh, my God. Eric Young just took his shoe off and threw it at Diamond? Oh, there we go. There you go. I could get behind a Simon Diamond uh, singles push, I think. I think I could, too. Especially if he starts off with David Young and just beats him real quick and just slowly elevate him. Why not? Get so out. Telling David Young to get out of the ring. If you're following along, we're at 45 minutes, 34 seconds. Or if you're doing it the Bob way, there is uh, one hour, eight minutes, and 35 seconds left in the show. Here comes Kid Cash again. Oh, is he going to try to recruit guys that just lost a match? Like, hey, if you were with us, you wouldn't have lost. Oh, maybe. Or not. Well, that, where did he go? Oh. Okay. We went to ringside with Tanae and Don West. And now Kid Cash just came over. Hey, you want to sign? Oh, no. I, I thought he was going to make Tanae sign. Tanae looks like he wants to stab someone with his pen. You probably would. Oh, shit, dude. ICP, dude. Look at him. Armando Quintero, the Spanish voice of TNA. As you know, here in TNA, we have the best of both worlds. Best of the brightest young talent in the business. And the best of the current megastars. In... Oh, look, they're showing our Puerto Rico and AAA friends. Yeah. Look at an alliance here. Here's Hoovy. The juice. Oh, soon you're going to see the same wrestlers here in TNA. Oh, I see some stars from IWA Puerto Rico and AAA in Mexico. Okay, I like this. Oh, wait, are we about to see like a match? Huvitu Guerrero, a multi-time Triple H champion. Oh, look at this, dude. The footage from Michael Shane and David Young appearing in Triple A. Well, what do you, what you know? Is it almost four weeks old at this point? Sure, but you know what? That's okay. I'm going to be this honest. Is Saban there, too? Uh, I think, yes. I think Saban was there. I could be wrong, though, but... There's Michael Shane getting a win over someone. David Young. Everyone was so excited to see David Young at the show. <laughs> Jesus. So we're getting, like, a clipped, clipped view of this. It's funny that they're like, we're going to show you guys stars from Puerto Rico and AAA, and instead we're seeing Michael Shane and David Young clips. Literally. I mean, I, yeah. 
That's funny. Bob, how much AAA have you watched, like, ever? Uh, you want my honest uh, answer to that? Yeah. Uh, zero. Oh, oh, look at that. That's being censored from... Oh, there's Savio That's Vega! Savio Vega right there. Jeff Jarrett, Abyss frequently appear in Puerto Rico's IWA and Kid Cash. I See, I'd watch this shit over the uh, AAA stuff we were just watching. I'm sorry. Uh, I would, too. Um, so, I've watched... I wouldn't say... A de- I don't even want to say a decent amount of AAA because I know I haven't seen like a lot of like the really good stuff, but what I have seen... I could probably live without. Now he's now Kid Cash is uh, harassing Tiny the Timekeeper. Thank God, Chris Vaughn is here to Chris stop. Chris Vaughn. I mean, if if anybody, if I want anybody to save me, it's Chris Vaughn. Who the hell is that guy? Come on, man. Is, is that Sean Davari? Uh, That's Davari. Yeah, it one hundred percent is. Holy shit. Oh, he's shoving him. <laughs> he's pushing Chris, Chris Vaughn around. What a bully. Raven. Dramatic change of events. Can Raven even be really mad about them turning on him, though? Because he didn't want to be with him. But, yeah, he did have his destiny taken away again. That's what Scott Hudson's talking to him about right now. Someone once said, doors of opportunity don't open. They unlock. It's up to you to turn the knob. And I hear you knocking, and I'm coming in. No, he didn't say that part, but. I've been talking about whoever's, they're wholly wholly unprepared for what is inside. Like how his hair is like fully back already. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? I mean, like, I'm the same way, but two on one. Who's your partner going to be? I may not have a partner. All you need to know. So I have two words for you. Pay back. I think payback you're knocking. I think one word. In. Isn't payback one word? Nevermore. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just going with it. I'm pretty sure payback is one word. We're still in the ring with Chris and Kid Cash. I think you hear me knocking. I hate that catchphrase. I'm no longer acknowledging it. I've decided. I'm no longer going to even admit that that's something he says. Little boy. Uh-uh. I'm Kid Cash. And Chris Vaughn's like, yeah, I know. I understand. Chris Vaughn needs a new haircut. And this is not a good look for him. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, while this has happened, here's a short note for you, because Kid Cash is just talking shit to Chris Vaughn. Adilo Brown is apparently oh, send, sending out... Oh, my God, my Google's talking. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Adilo Brown is, a, is apparently sending out headshots and resumes to casting offices looking to break into that field. Yeah, he's going to sign. Vaughn says he's going to sign the clipboard. No no reaction about D'Lo Brown wanting to be an actor. 
Uh, well, that's just a ludicrous thing to do. What is he going to act in? I don't know. I don't have that information. Is Chris? Oh, he threw the pen down. Oh is, shit, Bob. What? He's not coming back to TNA because he wants to be an actor. No, that's not says he's not coming back, but he's just sending out headshots and resumes. Oh dear lord. Oh shit! Oh. Clobbered him. You know, at least uh, Cash is bumping pretty good for him. Dude, is is Chris Vaughn about to be our breakout star of 2004? Maybe. This is a chance to shine. Dude, the crowd's going nuts. Maybe Vaughn is the male version of Athena for uh, this TNA crowd. I actually would not be surprised. Oh. Oh. Rudy Charles gets pushed down. Wait, Dallas, explain to me how... <laughs> Charles has immediately recovered, but if this was a match, he'd be done. He'd be gone for like ten minutes. I don't know, but this is official. Tiny just ran the. This the is a belt. match. This is officially a match. Tiny, the timekeeper, is freaking pumped up. An immediate grudge match, dude. The crowd went batshit crazy when they just rang that bell. On mounting cashier with red hands. The paperwork is still just splattered all over the ring. Up, up and over. Cash behind him kicks him in the gut. Uh-oh. Mm, oh, he drops Vaughn over his knee. That's horrible. Got crashed down right on the knee. Rubbing Vaughn's face in the mat. I think this is going to be a short-lived uh, bright spot for uh, Mr. Vaughn. Probably. Uh-oh, Don Harris. He tries to hit him with the paper, and then he got big. He got a big boo. <laughs> Referee's pretending he doesn't know what's happening. Look at him. On purpose, like he's not being that much of an idiot, right? Like he's purposely no, making sure it- he doesn't see it. I, I think it is like a very... Oh, and then look at oh, the pin. Yeah. Vaughn just pinned him after a spinning slam by Don. <laughs> Rudy yeah, Charles. even Don West saying, what a move by Rudy Charles. Yeah. Totally. Where, where, where am I looking? Something's going on. It was pretty funny. All right, well, I guess that's a good win for Chris Vaughn and the security team consisting of Davari and then two other guys that I don't know who they are. Wait, is that Delirious on the left? I was going to say, is that Delirious? I think it's Delirious. CM Punk and De Niro talking to Scott Hudson. They're saying, you made a big mistake. De Niro says, shut up, Hudson. Who needs your opinion? Punk, tell them what's about. We made a mistake a long time ago, and that's falling on your coattails, Raven. Mm-hmm. You've been scraping for this your this entire time, and Julio and I snatched it from your grasp. How does that feel, Raven? You got so close. You got some kind of surprise. You got a, you're a genius. Oh, we might have something up our sleeves. 
time has come for the gathering to no longer be denied. Quote the gathering nevermore. And then De Niro did this. Are they still, they're still going to go by the gathering? I guess so. Looks like this match is up next. Interesting. Bob, what if I told you that on January 5th, 2004, that there was a SmackDown house show that drew less than this TNA pay-per-view we're watching right now? What? Where? In Nashville. A SmackDown house show? Yeah. Was Does it give you a card for it? I do not have the card for it. Oh, well, let me just do that, my friend. That'd be great. Is it... Uh... Does it give you a date on it or no? Yeah, January 5th, 2004. That's on a Monday. Well, there was a house show. I don't know what to tell you. There was a oh, Raw well, that day too. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they did do that. Um, and it said here that this would be one of the smallest house shows uh, crowds in the past few years. And But Dave is adding on to this, and this is why I'm bringing this up. It, he said, I've been told by four told by for months that because of all the free tickets TNA gives out every week, that it's very difficult to sell wrestling tickets in Nashville. And this certainly bears that out. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So on January 5th, they, they, uh, they drew 1100. You want me to tell you the matches or what? Yeah, let's hear it. Why, why would the only 1100 go? Oh, look, hold on. This is after TNA went off the air December 17th. De Niro's yelling to the camera all bloody with, the red shirts, Jeff Jarrett and Abyss. Oh, interesting. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I thought there's sure. any more to that. Sure, let's see. He's recruiting them. Um, we're okay. So, uh, Sky Tuhati defeated Nunzio. This is a fucking. I didn't even realize this happened. Uh, Ernest the Cat Miller defeated Jamie, defeated Jamie Noble. That's kind of a shocker. Uh, Bradshaw defeated Matt Morgan. Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas defeated Spanky and Paul London. That's probably a really good match. Chris Benoit and Hardcore Holly defeated Chuck Palumbo and Johnny Stamboli. WWE Cruiserweight Champion Rey Mysterio defeated Tajiri and Billy Kidman in a triple threat match. SmackDown Tag Team Champions Doug and Danny Basham defeated Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Akio and Sakota. In a elimination match. And Akio, by the way, is Jimmy Yang, who we have seen on the show before. Dom Reed defeated Sable and Nidia in a bikini contest. And <laughs> in the main event, WWE, WWE United States Champion of the Big Show defeated John Cena. That's not that bad. No, uh, the same day there in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, there was a rise, you noted. They drew 6,000 fans. So. Here comes CM Punk and Julio, who have their own little pitcher tron thing now. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be in line for a push here, my friends. I don't see why you wouldn't. I think they're a, a pretty good tag team together. They've they're they've been a team for a while now here in TNA. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here is some. Uh, Indie notes for Mr. CM Punk. Uh, and they're both Ring of Honor related. And one of these, I'm not going to be able to pronounce the opponents. CM Punk and Colt Cabana defeated Termic Storm, which was uh, Miyamoto and Hanma. 
of I think it's all Japan Pro Wrestling, and that was at Final Battle 2003. Uh, earlier in that same day at the Ring of Honor Final Battle Convention, CM Punk defeated Mace of the Christopher Street Connection. Uh, Raven didn't really uh, do much of anything, which is a uh, kind of a shock for him. But. Well, I wonder who Raven's partner is going to be. We still don't know. Um, Who's going to be the mystery partner, do you think? Terry Funk. We've been waiting for him for a while, so we'll just bring him out and just do it. Oh, shit. Look in the crowd. Tanae's like, who's the mystery partner? It's fucking Sandman, Tanae. Look at your fucking screen. The crowd doesn't even realize because Raven still music's playing. He's in there. Well, ring. you know what? The Juggalos out there are probably like, "Oh, it's just it's just Jim." Probably don't even realize that it's fucking Sam, man. Go ahead, Don. Continue that thought. You know, this isn't that big of a shocker. I mean, Sandman was pretty much a regular. Yeah, I'm actually kind of bummed out that it's Sandman. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> Look at Raven check the ropes and it moves the entire Ultimate X structure. Okay, he's taking forever, so I'm going to give you another note, Bob. I don't have a ton left, but I kind of want to keep doing them so that during Ultimate X we can really enjoy what we are watching. Okay. Um, so, this is your last note? No, no. I have a couple more, but. Oh, okay. Um, the UK Wrestling Channel, we heard about this a long time ago. It's yeah. the, it, which did its test launch in December, starts full-time on March 15th with at least eight hours of wrestling content per day, and they will be airing first-run shows in primetime, including NOAA, New Japan, TNA, CZW, and Ring of Honor. Yeah, I remember. I remember hearing that. It's officially, they just did a tense launch as Raven and Sandman both spit beer into Punk and De Niro's face. Raven smashed the beer once on his head and threw it because he was like, I ain't doing that again. Low blow to CM Punk by Raven. <laughs> oh. I was, oh, I thought he was going to hit the DDT already on him. On Punk. Punk escaped, though. Yeah, they look like punks. I have three more notes, Bob, I believe. De Niro's acting like he's blind. I have three more. I don't know. I feel I feel like the juggalos are constantly chanting inappropriate things. But I can't tell what they're saying. Oh look, Skipper's talking to Loki now. Seemingly you, in the same room that he was talking to Daniels in the same wall. How do you feel about these little picture in picture things kind of giving us a glimpse of what's happening backstage during matches? Uh, I don't I don't think I necessarily hate it because I think they're doing it early enough in the match where you're not missing anything of uh, substance. And I guess it allows you to uh, provide more, you know, continuation to things. Yep. I, I think I agree with everything you just said. It'd be different if, like, they do, oh, let's go see what's going backstage when they're, like, you know. 
and fully cut away. They've done that shit right. too. Yeah, but I'm saying like let's say it was like a finishing move spot and they right. just popped up on the screen. Like that's probably a little different. Drop toehold to Julio by Raven, and then Sammy came off the top of the leg drop. Now he's the legal man. Now he's going to deliver some, uh, probably some Ric Flair-esque chops here in a minute. He just did the strut, so I would imagine it's coming up next. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it's because he did the he did the chop, and he was like, oh, shit, like my hand. <laughs> I just hurt my hand. Oh, look at, look at. Oh, my God. Laying him in. Sandman working stiff tonight. Oh, hangs De Niro over the top rope. Doing it for that leg jump. Kind of looks like it. He hits it. That's got to be it. Well, if he wants to go for a cover, it might, but he's just staring. I don't have interest in this match. And I think it has to do a lot with the fact that Sandman's the mystery partner. Well, I think so, too. But coming up soon, Bob, we have the Ultimate X match, which I'm really fucking excited about. Uh, yeah, I am too. I think that's obviously the uh, main draw here tonight. And then the ICP guys definitely think ICP's coming out tonight, so. I mean, they have that. There's no other reason why the, the crowd is all like, juggalos. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So either they are here, or they thought they were going to be. Either Could way. Could you imagine if they thought they were going to be there, and then they're just like, nah. We got your money. Yeah, right. Because I think judging by where they're seated, I would think that group of people probably paid to get in there. Um, I think it's a good guess. Springboard drop kick by CM Punk to Sandman. Is this your partner? See, we're starting to see like a little bit of the CM Punk that you know you wish that you saw the whole time. And it, this feels like Ring of Honor Punk now. I mean, he cut the promo in the back. That was pretty aggressive. Yeah. He's wrestling. I feel like way more aggressive now. Yeah. Yeah, dude. This is what we need. I gotta say though, Bob, I was thinking about it again. And see, Raven just missed. Uh, Punk ran with, like, a face wash on Sandman, and Raven tried to grab him or something, and, like, or hit him, and he missed him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with a nice dropkick. Um, I, Raven, or CM Punk has been here significantly longer than I expected. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's almost, almost been a year. Yeah. Did That's he, crazy. Did he show up in 2002 as well? No, I don't think he did. I'll triple check right now, but I don't think so. I know I know it's like he had one random appearance in 2003, and then he came back and was a regular. Right. Nope, no. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, wait a second. You might be right. I thought he did. With like Ace Steel or something like that? Oh, my God. Dude, yeah, you're right. He tag team gauntlet for the Gold Battle Royal, and his first... Oh, they're on the same show, but the winners enter the gauntlet for the gold three-way eliminator. Ace Steel and CM Punk, yeah. Yeah. 
Planck wow. the top rope leg drop to the same man. Now De Niro hitting a moonsault. And he actually hit it pretty well. But decides not to go for the cover. Instead tags in Punk. Quick tags. Looks like Punk is going to go for a moonsault. Nope. Oh, did twisting. like a flipping. Yeah. Twisting sent on there and he missed it. Oh, dude. Yeah, Punk was on pay-per-view 13. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sammy barely tagged in Raven there. I'm surprised that uh, Andrew Thomas is allowing it. A stickler of the rules. Knee left by Raven. Another one to De Niro. Sends Punk. Of course he sends it into Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas knocked down. Super kicked up Punk by Raven. Clotheslines De Niro. Followed by Bulldog. Running Bulldog clothesline combo. On the former gathering. Yeah, Punk makes an appearance on January 8th, 2003 on Explosion, but doesn't really become a regular until about May 21st. Who the who hell is that? Is this? Wait, I Where think I know who it is. Where did that person even come from? I know who it is. Vampiro? Nope, it's Father James Mitchell. Oh. It's gotta be, right? We haven't seen him in weeks. Yeah, that would make sense. But what? where the hell did he come from? He, he came out of nowhere. And he sprayed the cloth and... It was like ether? How does Raven not notice a guy in a fucking Look black... at the fingernails. Look at the fingernails. It's definitely him. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely him. It's got that ether-like smell. Uh-oh. Punk with the Raven effect. That does it. Punk pins Raven. Same man tries to break up the celebration. Who is it? Are we going to find out? I can tell by his hands. I, it's 100% James, James Mitchell. But... Oh. oh, here we go. It was me, Austin, all along. It's Vince McMahon, I'm telling you right now. And any anytime now. Let's There's just, the red. Uh, you see the red suit? I do see the red suit. Come on. Just fucking lift it up already. It's Father James Mitchell. Father James Mitchell uh, is uh, back, uh, and he's uh, with CM uh, Punk and De Niro. Wow. And they did say they had a surprise. True. Raven is trying to catch his breath still in the ring. But now here's my question. So, like, okay, I, I like that Father James Mitchell's back. That's fine. But haven't we reached the kind of the climax of that feud when, like, Raven pretty much killed him? Yes, I would say so. But I do think it's a that's a nice little twist here, I think. Like, they went out and, as Tanae said, they recruited the devil. Oh, boy. Shane Douglas, Kiss and Tracy backstage. Here's Michael Shane. After this interview, Bob, I actually have a, a note about James Mitchell. I was just going to say randomly. I didn't know he was going to be on the show. So. Three other men, Shane Douglas. Your men. Yes. I like how Michael Shane just started yelling. Tell this punk 
who the greatest X Division champion of all time is. Look at Shane Douglas like, dude, calm down. Oh, he agrees with Jeff Jarrett for the first time in his career. 20 years ago. I was going to go to the top of this business, this business, and I did. The greatest debut in the back, Michael Shane. Three guys. That's a triple threat. That's a triple threat hand signal. Dude. Showed up the backside of all those Why politics. is he not saying ass? It's Shane Douglas. I feel like he says ass all the time. You can you all can kiss. You can all kiss my rear ass. No, rear ass. Rear end. My back side. Right. My brown eye. Oh, God. Punk Chris Sabin. He'll be a winner. And at the end of the night, show the world who Michael Shane is. I want you to go out there and show them exactly why you're a part of this franchise. Those politicians will be watching. But so will we. <laughs> I want you to go out there and get the job done. Do you think he banged Tracy or no? Did he franchise Oh, Mr. Her? TNA, dude. Okay. Well, this is a great time for this note, but I want to hear exactly what they're doing quick before we... Well, I feel like they're rewarding Mr. TNA. Like, officially? Jeff Jarrett actually isn't him? No, they're revealing it. Oh, I thought Jeff Jarrett I think actually Jarrett's won. assuming that he's going to be the... Oh. Yes, and our Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve pay-per-views. They gave away a lot of awards. Bob wouldn't let us watch it, so I don't know what they are, but... What is well, how does that benefit either one of us? I know the answers to Hey Dallas, remember when we watched this match back in June? Well, let's watch it again. <laughs> Some of them were good, so Yeah, but I'm good. The original group that the fans voted on were five individuals. Sting, Raven, and the American Dream Dusty Rhodes were among the finalists. But the final two individuals who win the fake Super X Cup trophy to win Mr. TNA. The only triple crown winner. wonder who that is. First X Division. Jeff Jarrett. He was the first X Division champion. <laughs> former tag team champion and former NWA World Heavyweight champion. AJ Styles. So that is one finalist. Oh, these are fine. I thought he was just saying that he won. Nope, finalists. Oh, they're showing us already. Well, clearly it's Jeff Jarrett because uh, he's on the screen now. I was hoping it was going to be like B.G. James or something. His father was a uh, commissioner here for a minute, but then we didn't give him a raise, but he stuck through. I like how Jeff Jarrett has friends and AJ Styles doesn't. He's alone. He's all by himself. Goldilocks and Eric Watts here. They're they got the envelope. It's a Hallmark card. It says you win. 
Congratulations. <laughs> well, Goldilocks is going to be the one to do it. I feel like Mike Tanay wanted her to do it, and she just gave it to Mike Tanay. She wanted him to open it. It wasn't even like tape oh, yet. Look at the face. Oh, Jared's got his speech ready. Look at Tanay's not happy. That's phenomenal. Redemption. Redemption. Fuck you, Jeffrey. Now, what is the big deal that he's uh, Mr. Tina? I don't understand. Um, I don't know. So while he's walking out, let me give you my note about Jim, Jim Mitchell before we forget here. Um, so the Citizen Minister, Jim Mitchell, was a guest on the interactive, interactive interview radio show last week. And the most interesting thing I have ever heard, he said that his day job was singing. Yes. He sings to an audience of six six days a week. And he's paid enough that he barely takes indie dates. Really? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's, like, shocking. Uh, He also says that he was unemployed for 10 months until TNA called. And during that period, he was having so much fun sitting around and getting drunk that he didn't really think about going back. Uh, He talked about his first and only match with Raven, saying he wasn't worried about doing it, but he was concerned that he would blow up and it would suck. And the one thing he didn't want was for his only match to suck. He said he loved how much he bled and has watched the match over and over, loving it more each time. And he said he legit had to take three or four weeks off after the match to let injuries heal. And he hopes to be back on TV mid-January. And here we are, January 7th. This was from the January 5th um, Brian Alvarez's uh, section there was where this was posted. So, Wow. AJ's got a mic. Well, uh, we didn't miss anything. No, but like that's good for uh, Mr. Uh, Sinister Minister. That his job is literally doing karaoke. I guess I would assume, or just singing. Pretty much. And and Elvis confirms. Like I asked people, he he basically says I asked around because I didn't believe it, and it's like true. Styles is getting emotional. The best fans in the world. The same fans that just two months ago he was calling like pieces of shit and uh, like he it was gone. Vince Russo's fault. He brainwashed him. Right. But in two thousand four, I want more. I want more. He wants there to be a world heavyweight oh, title Jake. back. See, I'm kind of get. I feel the crowd's not even popping for that because they're like, "Dude, you got your bucket by Jeff twice." Wait just See? a minute. Wait just a damn you minute. Gotta check to make sure the microphone's on. It was though, which just yeah. just makes you want to throw up. All right, Mr. Professional Wrestling. That's the biggest joke in professional uh, in in the business. You should look at your suit there, uh, Double J. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jeff. I mean, that suit is awful. It's a swing and a miss. The zooming on today's faces. Oh, my God. I took out the Tennessee Titans. Took out Vince Russo. That alone should make me the MVP of 2003. 
took out Dusty Rhodes. I flew to Japan and took out the immortal one, Hulk Hogan, out. Tanae, how could you sit there? I don't think Tanae's sitting there with a straight face. I don't think Tanae's capable of a straight face when Jeff Jarrett's around. No way. It's always a scowl or just, like, complete disappointment. You people are a joke. Is someone going through that table, you think, or what? Why else is the table there? Like, realistically. It was there for the trophy. Come on. You heard this crowd tonight. You heard the fans speak loud and clear through the internet voting as well. There's only one Mr. TNA, and that's AJ Styles. And that's my son, AJ Styles. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> How is that not a storyline? Like, uh, AJ Styles is my son. Eric Was is the big brother. The AJ Styles wants? What is that? And AJ Styles oh, says something that he won. Are we, we going to do like a Mr. TNA award versus the NWA world title match? Next week, I guarantee you. Today says, why don't we do this the old school way? The NWA way. Settle this one-on-one. You both have something that the other one wants. What do you say? God damn it. Me and AJ Styles yeah. one-on-one. Winner take all. Yeah, that seems like pretty self-explanatory. I like look at every time Jarrett moves, everyone follows behind him. Yeah, it's like uh, like a video game. It is. Yeah, just follow him. Wait, today, if you really want to put everything on the table, throw all the marbles out there. Winner take all. The champ's white. Was he going to ask for like AJ? You're going to put your wife up on the line. We're going to do it where if I win Mike Tanay, you're fired. Okay. And then we're, and we're going to bring in Mike Adelman to be the uh, commentator. Wow. A little tag match next oh. week. AJ Styles and Eric Watts versus... If, you're team, if your team wins, you get a title shot. But, and there's a big but... And he's going to find himself a partner. And this man right here, Abyss. Oh. Oh. Abyss and Jarrett versus AJ and Eric next week. Tuttle shot? But wait. Oh, my God. If Jeff Jarrett wins, Eric Watts is out of a job. Tanae's like, oh, shit, this blew up in my face. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Don't do it. Wait, Goldie Goldie took the microphone. You got it, bitch. Whoa. Oh, shit. Look at them zooming on Eric Watts. Like, what did you just say? What? What? Why did you agree to that? I could yeah. lose my job. He's confident. He knows AJ's going to win. It don't matter. Goldilocks is going a little rogue here, it seems like. Uh, Yeah, she kind of is. Speaking hey. of rogue... TNA uh, 2004 swimsuit calendar available now on NWATNA.com. 
This is an excellent point, Bob, to give you another note. Even though it's going to be hard to focus to tell you that note, but um, then some notes on the TNA on demand service. Uh, it said here on January 12th, uh, they did about 200 orders the first week and around 700 total for all of December. Keep in mind that this only includes older shows since TNA hasn't given them the okay to release anything after September 3rd, 2003. As you'd expect, orders go way up whenever TNA promotes it and when they don't promote it, which for whatever reason is a majority of the time. Nobody orders. Many of the orders are from repeat customers who were convinced to give the product a try and then came back and bought multiple shows. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And it was what, it's $6.99, right? So yeah, something like that. Or $5.95. Here it is, folks. The girls of TNA Calendar. Oh, there's an autographed version and a regular version. Interesting. It's an 8x10. They probably did, made it that way on purpose, Bob. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's making it seem like it's a big deal. It's just an 8x10 calendar. I like it. I do too, but it's not a great piece of uh, merchandise. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want it autographed because it's probably going to cover aspects of the calendar that I want to see. No, you can see the autographed version online and it doesn't. That like I saw one that was like it said it was sold or something. Simon Diamond versus David Young next week. Oh God, Gilbert is a special, special referee. referee. Great. Plus more. We go AMW. Rawhide whipping mm, match man. against the AMW, red shirts. Yeah, North Cut and Legend. And now the tag match that we just found out about Styles and Watts against Jared and Abyss. And if Jared and Abyss win, Eric Watts is is gone. He's gotta step down. But if Watts and Styles win, then Styles gets his title shot. I have a feeling this is going to be the same thing as the Raven situation, Bob. He's almost got it. He's almost going to get that title shot, and then he's going to get it taken right away from him. You think Watts is going to lose his job? I think that's it. I think we're about to see it next week. Hmm. Yes, Bob, it's time. I mean, he, we needs, are at... he, need, he needs a challenger. Well, I agree. Uh, we are at an hour, 27 minutes, and 8 seconds, and they are showing a time loop here of them setting up the Ultimate X. Heavy on promos today. Yes, it is. Tonight. Imagine I, I own. It's my title up there. Interesting, because it's not hanging up there the whole show, so they very clearly put it up for the promo to take it down. Yeah, that's true. You, I would just... Well, maybe they were afraid it would fall down during the other matches. Yeah. Well, I'd like to point out, and you, you'll notice it once we kind of cut back, but I was trying to look. Remember on the first Ultimate X, Bob? Oh, God. It's not the, it's not the size of the fighter. The size of the fight. Um, they fixed the ropes, like, splitting, so I don't think the belt's going to shake off as easily. 
They taped them. Oh, uh, okay. We have one of the original Most Division wrestlers tonight. All you can do. All you can do is be ready. My name is Brandon. You know, <laughs> my entire life, there's not one thing that I didn't want to do, wanted to do, than be a professional wrestler. Because moments like this, in this empty arena with the title hanging above the ring. That's a good point. Michael Shane never pinned or yeah. submitted Chris Saban for the title. He stole it. How far are you willing to go to be an X Division champion? Daniel's speaking on it now. Sacrifice for the gold. I almost watched oh. Loki's head off his shoulders. pint of blood he left a pint of blood on the floor of the asylum all because he wanted the gold you think the thought of an ultimate x match would keep me from getting the gold probably not the belt was made to be around the waist of the fallen angel christopher daniels then we had a weird cut Say your prayers. <laughs> the four most amazing athletes in the world are about to show you. Do they spell athletes wrong? Oh, I don't know. I, I The length they will go. I will check in just a second because uh, to be the X Division champion of the world, the time has arrived. I don't know if they did or not. It, it didn't look right. What makes TNA different from the rest? Wow, this is really fucking drawn out. Yeah, what is... Welcome to... This creepy music. Welcome to what? Wrestling Reinvented. Okay. What's going on? Welcome to... What the fuck? Ultimate X.2. That music was more fitting for like a Clockwork Orange or like House of Fun match appeal. Right. Not an Ultimate X match. There it is. There's the X Division title hanging above the top. There it is. What a beautiful shot. Damn. And it is time now for Ultimate X to... Let's go to the X Factors, Bob. TNA's innovative high-risk creation is back. Um, athletes it does appear to be spelled correctly. It just being all in capitals looked very weird. Yeah, it looked really weird. One champion, three challengers. Capture the belt to win the gold. I like how the notes are like. It's one champion, and there's three challenges. No shit. And then and when the belt, you got to capture it. It's like, okay, thanks. There's no when new When it's information. all over, when it's all said and done, you will all, hail Saban. Hail Saban. Was he a cult leader? I don't care. Oh, yeah, look at the red tights. Hail Saban. 
Bob, who is your pick, man, to leave Ultimate X2 with the title? Well, I think Michael Shane is going to lose. I think this is it. Because I think they're going to transition it with Michael Shane and Shane Douglas being a, a heel tag team. It's not the size of the fighter, but the size of the fight that he will bring. All you can I do think, is be ready, Loki. I think I would give the belt to Daniels and have like Loki feud with him over it. I was sort of thinking that. Have him chase him. My bias is I want Chris Saban to win, but that's because I really like Chris Saban. What if, I, uh, I agree what with if, you. What if you look Skipper, like, helped Daniels win and he fucked over Loki? Oh. Interesting. He was like, you, you didn't want to join Triple X. And, like, Daniels kind of does. So, like, screw you. Okay, so we are two out of four wearing red. Let's see. Can we make Daniels always one? wears red. Right? Great. Red and black, usually. Christopher um, Daniels is a uh, Wolfpack member. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. So your prayers might, might end up in a body bag. Michael Shane almost always wears blue, so I'd be surprised if he wore red. But I don't think I've ever seen him wear red. Other than when he was bleeding. I mean, all his highlight videos are the same blue gear, and it looks like he's still wearing blue. Yeah, he's wearing blue. I think he only has one set of pants. Get wow. He better not wear that necklace. He could get hurt. Did you know that Shawn Michaels cousin? I did know that. He just happens to tell us all the time. JB looks ridiculous. This turtleneck. Oh my god. He's got like no neck. Oh boy. Ultimate X2. Yeah. Borash. Mike Posey is a ref. Two hundred twelve pounds. The Lord of the Ring, the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Since when is he Lord of the Ring? I don't know. That's what he's introduced as, but he liked that because he nodded. He must have told him to start incorporating that. From Brooklyn, New York. Two hundred two pounds. Former X Division champion of the world. Low. Key. He's very bouncy. He's hype, man. You better go right after Daniels. He's looking right at him, dude. Well, there you go. I wouldn't even be waiting. I mean, this guy tried to kill me. With a concerto. Like, that's not good. Hail Saban. And lastly, he's the exhibition champion. He's also the cousin of the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, a man you can watch. They have to say that. 
9 p.m. on the USA Network, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Heartbreak is He attempts to go 2 0 undefeated in the Ultimate X match. You know what? We haven't even thought about this. Do you, what if, like, we went up to, to Shawn Michaels and was like, hey, Shawn, do you know Michael Shane? And he was he, like, no. Who? Who's Michael Shane? Uh, the Michael. bell rings. We are at an hour, 36 minutes, and 40 seconds now. He Look, today just said it. Yep, Shawn Michaels' cousin, Michael Shane. Of course he did. We're already off to a very fast start. So, Bob, I'm gonna, I am gonna—I want to sneak in my final note here. It's about two members in the ring right now. Okay. Uh, Chris Daniels and Chris Saban were both on the Extreme Mayhem radio show last week. Uh, Daniels talked first about how he got into TNA. He said that he knew some of the office people from his short stint in WCW and had met Jeff Jarrett while working on one of the WWA pay-per-views. Uh, he also said that he really didn't have too much input into the storylines, but he loved working with Alex Skipper and Loki and thought that as a team, they'd only done about a tenth of what they were capable of. Pretty interesting. Uh, then Sabin uh, says that prior to TNA, the biggest thing he'd ever done was work in the Super 8 tournament. TNA from uh, He said that he'd wanted to get into TNA from the start, but had no idea how to go about doing that. Uh, he said in high school he loved watching Hoovy. Uh, he's only 21 at this time. Uh, so it was exciting to be able to work with him in the Super X tournament. And he said if WWE contacted him today, he'd stick with TNA and it would really and it was really a moot point since he was under a long term contract anyways. That's what Saban said. It's I think, yeah, he think he mentioned that. He he does say that he'd like to work for WWE down the road because it's always been a dream of his, but we know how that turned out for him. At least so far. Well. That's a good point. Huge dive by Saban, Saban onto Loki and Michael Shane. I mean, I am surprised that Saban hasn't uh, ended up in a bigger promotion. Me too, honestly, because Saban is, I think, really good. I think he's still really good. I'm honestly surprised that Saban and Shelley haven't been like an AEW. Right. To go with that tag division, which is loaded. I'd like to see them in the Bucks wrestle again. That'd be good. The only rule is that you got to bring the belt down first. There's a chair in the ring, Michael Shane Brown. Oh. Daniels is getting a ladder, or sorry, a table out from under the ring. Saving just springboard leg dropped. Oh. Michael Shane face first onto a chair. Wait, they just said there is a no ladders rule. You cannot use a ladder to get the belt. You can use it as a weapon, but you can't use it to get the title. Well, yeah, so that would kind of defeat the purpose of the uh, Ultimate X structure, I guess. Right. Michael Shane comes back with a kick. He's got that chair now. Oh! Oh, my God. Vicious chair shot to Chris Saban. Daniels looks like he's about to kill Loki. He's on the apron with him. Table set up. Oh, Loki's trying to break out. Oh, no, dude. Angel's wings? Oh, wow. Loki hooked his feet around the top rope. Kicks Daniels in the gut. Key crusher. Key crusher. No. Oh, my God. Vicious slaps. Kicks. Elbows. 
Michael Shane comes in. Loki jumped over the table. I think it would be such a heel move if uh, if a heel like got a ladder after the, like a referee bump, got the belt down, and then like woke up the referee. That's a good idea. Daniel's, Daniel's just tried just, to springboard to get to the belt. Lunging. Can you even reach the rope? No, dude. You have to, like, jump up to get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, dude. It's, like, it's pretty impressive what these guys got to do to win this. I would slip off so, like, every time. I have no upper body strength to do this. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> chair shot. And, of course, the rope moves, so now the title's, like, turned around. They've been getting these beautiful shots of the belt up there. Now we're not going to get none. <laughs> Because it's backwards. That's funny. Michael is Shane is setting up a chair. <laughs> yeah, is he about to stand on it to try to just pull it down? They never said you couldn't just pile on chairs, I guess, right? Get out of here. He can't reach in that. He almost got it. I don't even think he was close. Knock it off. He probably should have tossed the chair out of the ring. That way he won't get smashed with it. Why is Daniel just staring at him? This is just the way that Shane won it by going hand over hand. Oh, Daniel's got Shane with a hurricane rod taking Daniel's off the chair that appears to be broken now. Yeah, that chair uh, has had better days. Here comes Loki. And then, oh, the most. What? This foot landed on the table. It sounded like it broke. It was like, Pow! yeah, like the edge of it did. Okay, Michael Shane trying. Oh, Daniel's stopping him. Yeah, he gets rid of the broken chair. Now he's going over to Tiny, taking JV's chair. Almost freaking hit himself with the chair because it got caught on the bottom rope. These guys, are we serious right now? He just jumped off the chair, tried to grab it. Just climb the rope. Oh. He went for another one, and Loki did a springboard kick to him as he did it, and the crowd popped big okay. for it. They did. Let's see Here's if you the replay. replay. Ready? Oh, they got him good. Loki even hurt his knee or leg. Saban rolling in the ring. Daniels is on the chair. No, it just his arm is. Oh my God. Oh. Saban jumped off the back of Daniels to give Loki an insiguri. All four men laid out. Saban looks like he's going to get his feet. Here's Michael Shane to clothesline Saban. Saban going to the floor. Almost like you need eyes in the back of your head. Okay, guys, what's going on? We're all down. Daniel's first to his feet. Goes after Loki. Doesn't even care about the belt. I think he just wants to fight Loki. 
Probably. He probably wants to take him out. Slap fast. Oh, double Ooh. kick to Michael Shane who had the chair in his hand. Double chops. Wow, weird. They're working together like a team. Maybe they should do that more. Whips Michael Shane to the corner. When they were doing that, Elix Skipper should have came out and be like, see? Told you guys. You guys want to do it. Oh, wow. Hanging, dragging in the corner. That that looks like it fucking hurts. Daniel's climb, dude. He's fucking upside down. Climb faster. Look, Loki's caught up on the rope, too. Are we about to see our first rope battle? Let's see. Is Loki coming on the other side? Yeah, he is. Loki going fast. Oh, Loki's kicks. No way. Got the dragon sleeper on the fucking cables. Oh, he held on. Oh, oh. Save and drop kicks Loki off the cable. I can't believe he just got the dragon sleeper run up on the fucking ropes. That was pretty cool. I thought Loki was going to do like a somersault midair on that dropkick spot. Uh, Douglas, Douglas is out with a ladder. You can't use it. I mean, you can use it as a weapon, but not use it to climb up the belt. Maybe Michael Shane will say, screw the rules. I, I'm going to just cheat. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Tracy's there as well. She Who's this? Matter. It's Skipper. Who's he defending? Is it Loki? Is it Daniels? Is it both? I think he's just defending the X Division Championship. Oh, Saban dropping Daniels face first onto the chair. I like how Shane Douglas is terrified of Yoke Skipper. Saban oh. misses. Oh, oh, shit. There goes, oh, the there goes the raft. Great. I told you. He's going to use the ladder and he's going to win. No, come on. <clears throat> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Loki, Loki boots the ladder. <laughs> Wicked hard into Michael Shane. Like, Fuck you. You're going to just take this ladder to the chest. Let's see. Loki with that. Is he going to hit that cartwheel kick? Oh, but he gets super kicked. Oh, super kick. Midair. He hit it perfectly, Mike. Come on, Michael. She needs to set up that ladder. Get the belt and call it a day. Come on. This isn't a ladder match. He's... Does it look like it's even lined up? I don't even know if it's lined up. No, it's not. It's a little bit off center. Daniels. What's this? Oh. Oh. His own version of the rock bottom. Mike's initiative is his own version of the rock bottom. No relation. (laughs) No relation. Loki's taking over Saban here. Going for the key crusher. Nope. Saban got out. Saban's using the ladder now. They're all cheating. Well, if that's in there, why not? Good point, Don. This is just their way of having a ladder match without saying it's a ladder match. I mean... 
Oh, crap. huge German suplex. Oh, Off the ladder. Daniel's to his feet. Michael Shane's trying. Loki and Saban are both down now. Daniel folds up the ladder and rams it into the midsection of Michael Shane. And to Loki. I was going to say, you know he's going to do it to Loki because he hates him. So much for their brotherhood. Right. Oh, slams Loki down. Best moonsault ever. Beautiful. Oh, it's a that looks good. It is pretty good. Goes right after Michael Shane after he hit that on Loki. Now Daniels is setting the ladder back up. Yep, ladder up. He's starting to climb it. Michael Shane is pretty much to his feet, though. So he's climbing it. Oh, Michael Shane got hung up on the top rope. I thought the ladder was about to clip him on the back of his head. Oh, oh and he crotches him right on the ladder. Yeah, that, that'll keep you from doing a lot of things, Don. him across the unforgiving steel ladder. It definitely isn't held together by duct tape at the top. No. Daniel's going after Saban in Seguri. Daniel's pointing up to the belt. Don't use the lander. Don't be a pussy. Use your arms. He sets the ladder up. Okay. Gotta move Dan- more to the center there, Daniels. Maybe he'll use the ladder to get to the rope and then climb over to the belt like two. Oh, two. that's a technicality, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't retrieve it on the ladder. Daniel's trying to fight Loki off. Oh, he looks like he's just straight reaching for the belt. Crowd wants Loki, but. Oh! Oh, Michael, Michael Sheen tipping over. Oh! Oh! <sighs> okay. Down to the floor, crashing into the announce table, but not through it. Don't worry. I was inches away from it going through the announce table. I'm disappointed. Loki looks like he hurt his knee again. I like how Posey took the ladder away from Michael Shane. They've only been using it for the past 10 minutes. Look at, look at. He's cornering Posey. He's saying, because he said you can't use the ladder. But Chris Vaughn is coming in to take it. Yeah, well, where was he earlier? Security's horrible. Look how he just threw it. He almost stepped on Chris Saban. Oh, wow. He got out of there pretty quick with that ladder. Yes, he did. But we are at the hour, 51 minute, and 18 second mark. Oh, Saban jumps over to the top rope. Look at he's grabbed. He got the rope. Oh. He's trying to kick Michael Shane off. <gasps> oh. oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Saban going quick. Get me oh down. God, he's hanging from the belt. Save it. You unhook it. Oh Chris. Chris. Oh, he got it. a huge back bump on the way down. Oh, what a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. So they, had, they made sure it was clipped down real good, man. All he had to do was unhook it. Just detach the fucking buckles. 
And then he does a fucking mega back bump on the fucking way down. Yeah, he did, dude. He fucking, the way he was pulling it, that was awesome. Oh, my God. Okay, well, Chris Saban's the new X-Division champion. Uh, Michael Shane is bleeding from the shoulder after he went through the table. That was a big spot to end it there. Yeah, it was. I actually really like that end spot a lot. It was good. I mean, both sides with Loki and Daniels going right, to the floor. Right. So they back from that for a little bit. And Shane going through the table. Uh, would you say that was better than the first one? Ooh. That's really tough, Bob. I'd almost feel like I'd have to rewatch the first now. To like I'd probably, really, I'd probably have to as well. But I think there might have been. I think there were more like bigger, like big spots in this one than the first one. Yeah, there was more big spots in this one. Um, so, ooh, that's tough. The only thing that like makes me go like about this one is there's a lot of ladder. Yeah, the ladder usage I was not a fan of. Yeah. I don't mind the table. And actually, the way they just did the table spot, wait a second. We just cut from the celebration. Jeff Jarrett is on the phone. The stipulation is set in stone. That's right. Hey, that's the room that Roddy Piper was in. There's that Ron Killings picture. Yeah, why does Jeff Jarrett have Ron Killings on his uh, wall? Former NWA champions, I guess. Because their styles. Even. Where's Ken Shamrock there? NWA style. He's, that's how Eric Watts is going to exit this company the old-fashioned way. Me and Abyss in a tag. We win, Watts is out. We can start the new year off right. New copyright at the end. Yeah, all right. Well, that, I guess, wraps it up. One hour, four minutes, and 16 seconds. All right, Dallas, what do we think of the first 2004 show for uh, NWA TNA? There were a couple moments I didn't love. Um, like the tag title situation. Uh, that right. one, I, I, I wasn't loving that. But, I mean, to get, to get to it here, I think overall this was not a bad show. There was a lot of talking. There was a lot of highlight stuff, but. Yeah. Um, as my thing fell here. Uh, I'm going to say, I think. <sighs> Boy, this is tough. The only stinker for me really was the tag match. And that was just because of the, how short it was, really. I mean, the Raven and Gathering stuff wasn't bad, but it was like kind of cool to see the other side of CM Punk kind of come out like that. Um. Sandman was a lame surprise, but yeah, I guess, I guess what else? Um, a lot of Jared on the shows, but we can't even judge that. I mean, that's what we're in for here. That's just how it's going to be. So I don't know. I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with the show. I'm going to give it a thumbs up for me. I think I'm going to give it a slight thumbs up because I mean, really the first, we didn't get a match till like 23 minutes in. You're not wrong. Which is a little annoying. Uh, but I mean, I kind of understand why, because you're trying, you're trying to set up what's going to be happening over the next, however many weeks or months. And there wasn't a show for two weeks. So I kind of, I understand that part of it. Uh, the six man tag I thought was surprisingly good. 
Yeah, I mean, really, it was. I agree. Um, Ultimate X was obviously pretty good as well, aside from the ladder usage. So I think those two things really kind of carried the show. Yeah, you know, I agree. I think Ka- I think Kid Cash was entertaining. Yes. With uh, with his character development here, so. Yeah, I think so. I I hope that they don't make him too much of like just Jeff Jarrett's assistant, but I think he played a good role on this particular show. Yeah, I I definitely agree. So yeah, I mean, I think this was a fine way to kick off 2004. Um, nothing mind blowing, but we have a mystery man. We don't know who he is. James Mitchell has returned and aligned, or the the gathering aligned with him. Yeah. And it seems that there's a chance that Eric Watts may not be around for much longer. So there is go- definitely going to be a shift in what happens here in TNA. That certainly appears to be the case. Um, I'm almost wanting Watts and Styles to lose because, to be honest with you, I don't know if I'm really wanting another styles Jared match. That's kind of why I think I think they're doing the same gimmick as they just did with the Raven, dude. I I really really think that it's like a tease, like oh yeah, you want you want that, but you ain't gonna get it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll I guess, see. Uh, we'll have to see after next week's show. Exactly, and I think that I mean next week doesn't look amazing on paper right now. I wouldn't say. Uh, I mean, David Young and Simon Diamond, hopefully Diamond just gets some good offense there. I think I believe that's his first singles match we're going to see him in here, isn't it? Uh, it might be, yeah. I think it might be. Glenn Gilbert is the special referee for that. The the strap match with America's Most Wanted and Red Shirt Security. I think, you know, I don't think that'll be. If the crowd is into it as much as they were this week, that'll be a fun match, I think. Uh, then, yeah. And then, of course, the main event of Eric Eric Watts teaming with Styles against Abyss and Jarrett. Uh, that is what we know for next week. We have a new exhibition champion. Maybe the Insane Clown Posse is coming. I don't know. So, uh, I think the future is looking. Uh, it's looking decent right now. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. And like I said, Bob, I really think we're going to. I think we're going to hit a point within the next month or so. And it's going to be like, okay, this is what's going on. Just like you broke it down in our year in review where we kind of have our quarters. You can kind of break right. down the year by quarter. I really think soon we will see what our first quarter of this year should really look like, which should set us up at a decent pace to head into our second anniversary show in June. I know that's thinking very far ahead right now, but I think uh, it's, it's something to look forward to. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. Um, I should probably actually uh, finish up the indie notes. Oh, okay. So do that before, before we wrap up here. Before we wrap it up. Jesus. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody, that I keep on forgetting, but sometimes I just get lost in matches. To be but. fair, I was, st- I was lost in that match too. So I will also take a little bit of the fault for not reminding you for that one. Yeah. Uh. Christopher Daniels, he teamed up with Dan Moff in a losing effort against Arashi and the Great Muda for the AJ, the All Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag Team titles at uh, Final Battle for Ring of Honor. And then uh, Loki on December 27th competed in a three-way match, uh, losing to Joey Matthews, which also featured Ruckus for 3PW. 
And on January 4th, uh, Loki won a four-way for Hustle 1 against uh, Jun, Kasai, King, Adamo, and Mikami. So that uh, apparently should wrap up the... I think that wraps up the indie notes. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. I was waiting to sit here for, like, who knows how long. No. Uh, well, actually, the Sandman, too. Uh, he, on December 27th, teamed up with Raven, who was his mystery partner. He was the mystery partner for this week, uh, in a hardcore match against Wife Beater and Zandig. Oh, okay. For three PW. So that's uh, a gem of a match, too. Uh, all right. Well, at least we started 2004 on a positive note for uh, TNA. And uh, I think over the next couple of weeks, we will truly kind of see the direction that they're going to be going in. And hopefully it's something that we can, uh, something we can get behind and enjoy. Uh, Dallas, you got anything else though for uh, this week's episode? Uh, I don't think so, Bob. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, kind of where we go and how these shows turn out and how this year develops. And I hope you guys are looking forward to that as well. And, you know, join us, join us for the fun as we, Continue this journey, our third, not full year, but third year of TNA wrestling, uh, technically, which is pretty exciting. And so you can follow us along on our Twitter page at Cross the Line TNA for all your favorite TNA content. Uh, and you can like us on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post all of our podcasts there, as well as on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And that's it. That's all I got to say. All right, then. Until next week, for Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Collins Jr., and this has been the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Coming to you live from the NYC, the Bronx, and Strong Island. These some heavy hitters you don't want to fuck with.